Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Core, where we talk about video games so that you might want to, too. I don't know what our slogan is, so I made it up as I went. My name is Scott. Uh, that's John and Bo. And it is Thursday, January 13th, 2022. Uh, the, the month's flying by, man. Do you feel it rushing past you? Just going, whew. Yeah, 2022, almost over already. Yeah, I know. I had some big stuff happen between last time we uh, spoke. I'm doing a, yeah. um, I'm doing a thing for... Uh, for a VR uh, national news story that I can't talk much about until it's over with, but they want me involved to be part of the talking heads for this. And as a result, I got to play Resident Evil. No, they, they said <laughs> I got a quest. I got a quest two oh, out of boy. the deal. Wherever it is, oh, it's upstairs. That's what they didn't tell him. They're like, we've seen him play horror games. We're going to put him in a quest two. Give him a quest two. He'll be so distracted Utah, he won't Utah, see his fine print. Yeah. yeah, Utah radio personality Scott Johnson pictured here playing Resident Evil VR. You're going to yeah. give a man a heart attack live on the air. Yeah, I'm definitely not doing that. But uh, so yeah, so they sent me a quest two. So that's fun. And then. Got real lucky and found somebody with a PlayStation Five access, a new one. Uh, so I got I got a PS Five. You guys got one this oh, week. Oh wow! Yeah, congratulations! Yeah, this is the extra controller. The white ones in the other room, but uh, oh, okay. part of the deal was he had an extra red controller that he shipped with it. Uh, I'll talk about that later because I played uh, pretty exclusively a a game on the PlayStation, okay. and there's a couple of reasons why I only played one. And you'll find out why. Okay, there's your teaser. There's your Johnson poll for later in the show. We'll get to all that in a second. But first, he only owns one game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's every that's, PS5 owner's. That's experience. kind of the yeah. Like, well, I spent all my money on the console, and I've got yep. no money left. I can afford a game. If you have eighty bucks, you can buy a game. All right, we'll get to that and everything else after this. How do we feel? All right, look, I realize we all three had a long, in-depth conversation about what might happen in the face of uh, a TV series based on Mass Effect. Okay, we had a big, cool conversation about that. But how do we feel about a TV series from the folks who made Westworld? That's Christopher Nolan's brother, by the way. uh, uh, Something Nolan. Forgot his name. Alexander? No. John? Jim? John Nolan? Nolan I like that you just named three people from my household in that <laughs> sentence <laughs> as you were trying to guess names. Nathan Nolan. and uh, I can't remember. Anyway, it's another Nathan or another Nolan. And uh, they're making a Fallout TV, TV show. Fallout, folks. You know, mm-hmm. uh, vault, whatever. We're in the vault. Now we're out of the vault. And uh, ooh, everything's weird here. And these robots Break are around. Break the piano. Time to do grunge hits on, on the piano and Fallout. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Oh no! It'll be uh, what will it be? It'll be uh, weird old timey stuff like I guess. Ah, you're a beautiful I gal. I wanna set the world <laughs> on fire. That's the fire. One. I cannot That's remember that guy's name. A little it's- too close to the actual song. <laughs> I'm gonna get DMCA'd in this place. <laughs> That's right. You gotta watch out. But how do we? How do we? I mean, I'm still kind of trying to get my head around it. I love the Fallout universe. I'm a big fan of it. Um, I love all things post-apocalyptic, so they kind of had me at that, and I would want them to lean into that and less into the satirical nature of those games. There are going to be people that disagree with me greatly on that point, but I like the gritty darkness of it, and it's having it juxtaposed against Fallout Boy and 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 this perfect world they were all aiming for when they got into the vaults and stuff like that. There's a lot there to work with, but 
maybe maybe this is a bad idea. I'll just go on the record early and just say I'm totally stoked about this. And until it's out, I'm not gonna I'm gonna withhold judgment. John, lay it on us. Why are we scared of this? Why is it bad? I, hey, you're assuming I'm scared. I'm not. I think this is a perfect property to adapt into a TV show. Oh damn! For the exact same reasons that Mass Effect was not a good idea if they're gonna tell Shepard's story, like. The thing about Fallout is it is uh, primarily a, a world design and an aesthetic and like concepts. Mm-hmm. And that works really, really well for a TV show because it means you don't have anybody coming with a preconceived notion of what you quote unquote have to do. Yeah. Like you can come to it and you can tell a story like people would expect there to probably be a vault. But that's good. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like, and I think you could build a show around being in a vault and discovering that the vault isn't really just a safe haven fallout shelter, that it's actually experimentation that, you know, the government's doing on people and that outside isn't much better. It's, you know, a toxic wasteland. I think all these things are really great concepts for a TV show to build a good narrative off of, which is you know, which is what you want. You're not going to have anybody come in and go, well, you need to have Pierce Brosnan. He needs to have a baby and he needs to talk to the baby. And then he needs to invent how water works. And then you need to meet a super mutant that's immune to radiation. But then he shows up and he won't go into the irradiated chamber where your father is, because that would make too much sense. You have to do it and you die. Mm. Like all that stuff. Like nobody cares. Nobody wants that. Nobody's just dying to see that. There might be some things that people like have in the back of their head. Like you obviously really like the the Las Vegas one. So maybe seeing Vegas would be something that you might want to see. There might be some people that go, well, it'd be really cool if Liberty Prime and this giant post-apocalyptic mech showed up. People will have ideas, but ultimately like as long as they capture the tone and a couple like really tiny elements, yeah. I think it can be great. Yeah. And I think they can, they can tell whatever story they want and still have it feel like it belongs in the fallout universe. Probably so. the first, probably the first and only time I might get what I would perceive as a, as a chance at a Mad Max kind of television show. Like yeah. it's not the same obviously, but there's a lot of shared sort of shared minutia there. And it would be as close as I probably ever get to that idea. And I really, I really like it. And I'll just real quick, I'll say the Vegas one is my favorite. It's a lot of people's favorites, not just me. Um, but I, if they, if that was the setting, great. Uh, it could be any of the settings. If some of the cool parts of the show are about how, oh my gosh, this, this legion of people just showed up from, you know, some other part of the fallout world that we're used to in the games, like just mix it up. It'd be fine with me. Uh, Bo, you, you you have any feelings one way or the other about a Fallout TV series? No, I never really got into Fallout. Yeah, <clears throat> I've like started three, and I've started New Vegas, and just didn't make it past the fifteen ten minute mark. <laughs> like, eh, whatever. <laughs> uh, I feel yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Warrior Pr- Princess in the chat says, "Okay, now I'm watching Community and playing New Vegas this weekend. We're having an influence here. We're influencing." Yeah. So, Bo, you you got the community going. I mean, if going. it's good, I'll watch it. And if it's not good, I'll won't pay any attention to it. You know. So that's sure. Pretty much. Like, I just don't have the. You know, if this was a game I played that, like, you know, if it was a World of Warcraft TV show, I'd be like, holy shit, I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. But because I played it, or any number of games I played, I just haven't really played Fallout. What if it's I amazing, mean, and you are like. Uh, I mean, you you have no particular reason not to watch it, except you know if you find out it's good and people you trust like it, then you're you're probably in. Right? Yeah, I'll probably 
I'll probably check it out. I yeah. mean, you know, depends. Yeah. I'm not. I like. I think Westworld's okay. I don't. I think it's not that. Oh, Westworld's great I'm until a, it isn't. I, they tell me, oh, the Westworld people are working on it. And I'm going like, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> it start, Westworld started off okay and meandered into like Boringville pretty quick uh, in season two for me. Yeah, no, I'm and, the same. Um, I, I thought season two actually was excellent until it wasn't. It was real bad toward the end. And I don't know what happened. It's like one episode. There were like two episodes left. And I was like, all right, this is how you do a season. This is pretty good. I like where you're going. And then the final two episodes just farted it away. It just became dumb and like overly indulgently violent for no reason. Didn't serve the story. Came up real short for me that second season. So it's a fair point. Maybe we shouldn't get too stoked about who's running it. I don't know. There's a reason Christopher Nolan makes all the money and <laughs> the other no, Nolan. Like, maybe mean, everyone I- in Westworld thought they were going to be working for Christopher Nolan. <laughs> 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 They're like, what is this shit? His brother? <laughs> uh, that's funny. That would be a really funny thing if that were the case. But I don't know. I, I you know, they could pull it off. I mean, Ed Harris is in it. There's so many great actors in Westworld and they're they're good in it. Yeah, they are. Love the performers in Westworld. I just thought uh, there, there's a point where things are just it's like it's it's just that i'm not a big horror film fan because mm-hmm. there's it's just too logically hooey yeah like as soon as it comes time to explaining anything they don't have any they seldom have people who've really trying to you know suspend your disbelief with some reasonable scientific explanation even if it's made up like there's just no effort there and that's westworld it's like computers computers wow. <laughs> you know but like they didn't hire a single like computer scientist as a consultant or you know like it just feels like nobody actually understands computers mm-hmm. who's working on a show about artificial intelligence and mm-hmm. it's like or anything right like it just feels like there's no consultation on the show and it just gets it, i lose interest you know I'm, yeah no I, I, Star Trek in me. I feel yeah. you i feel you this could be could be interesting could be crap we'll have to wait and see we don't have anything in the way of when we just know that Amazon is going to is green lighting it, and that probably means it'll get made. Although I still don't know where the hell they are with their uh, their Lord of the Rings thing. What happened to that? Is that still in production? Because they were gonna they bought the rights, they were gonna make a big Lord of the Rings series, and a bunch of like fall like ironic that we're talking about Fallout. There was like I remember some weird Fallout uh, happening around the production of that. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's ever recovered. Maybe from they're it. pulling a Samsung. <laughs> I mean, I, I know my big thing was they started talking about like, ah, oh, it's going to be sexy. We want to, you know, there, there was like a talk of HBO ifying Lord of the Rings. And I know that got a lot of people going. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe somebody there was like, that. who are we going to kill this week? People like that. And it's like, oh, it's Lord of the Rings. Like, you know. Well, that may have changed. because, But it's not Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe Game of Thrones kind of petering out at the end made them kind of re- reduce that idea. And I think The we Witcher and other stuff. Frodo Baggins at yeah. the end of season one. <laughs> yeah. You get to see his. His ween ween. Um, yeah, that's still in production. There's a whole. There's, <laughs> okay. Yeah. It makes sense. It's Hobbit right. wiener. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, a whole. Game of Thrones shows lots of wieners. There's a bunch of cast in this. They've got. It looks like it's all happening. So uh, we'll see what that ends up being. It's the epic drama set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. And we'll take viewers back to an era which great powers were forged, kingdoms rose to glory, and fell to ruin. Unlikely like, so heroes is, are tested. Sorry, go this ahead. is the Hobbit they're doing. No, this is uh, no. They're they're setting this thousands of years ahead of all of it. So, oh, they're calling it Lord of the Rings, but it's not the Lord of the Rings story. Yeah, right. that's a little weird, right? Right. 
Yeah. Like, you know, the prequel for Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones Blood Dragon, so at least we know it's not <laughs> not that like Lord of the Rings is a seminal tale. Yes, I'm saying seminal, and that it's a seminal work of fantasy. Yeah. It's you know, it's like writing Hamlet, but making it about, you know, Hamlet's great great grandfather and they went camping in the, the forests of uh, Denmark. It, it, like that's not Hamlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know what they're gonna do. It's a venerated work. You if you, you title something Hamlet, you're expecting the Hamlet story. They'll do like Shadow I, of War. It'll be like Lord of the Rings uh, the Ring of Gimli or you know, whatever. It'll be some it'll be some subtitle and that's how they'll get away Ring with it. Of Gimli? The Ring of Gimli. <laughs> you know I the mean, one. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, I don't know. I, I'm I'm a pessimist when it comes to this kind of stuff. I assume everything's gonna be crap till it comes out. Yeah. So and then they prove that it's good. So maybe it'll be amazing. I don't know. Yeah. I mean I had such reservations about the expanse and its adaptation, and boy howdy was I wrong. That thing is so good. It's it makes it a wonderful surprise. That's why it's like I don't really expect these things to be good. It's just every you know every now and then the alchemy of the people getting together make lightning in a bottle, yeah. and uh, you get something good. And I always hate when they talk like, "Well, we have this talent and this budget and these people behind it. Why isn't it good?" And it's like sometimes it's just it's there's no science to it. Yeah. Sometimes it's just not good in spite of everyone's best efforts too. Like, That's true. It's That's not true. that enjoyable. Chat so. room chat room makes a decent point that this would still be Lord of the Rings, even if it's thousands of years ahead, because that's when stuff was heating up with the rings and the the the, the men uh, all the all the kings of men got their rings and who knows what Sauron's state it was then. You could still, you know, could just be an early part of all that. But apparently this has like the the blessing of the state and his his uh, sons and grandsons, whoever controls all that stuff now. Well, hey, you got Amazon money. You can get the blessing of a lot of people. That's true. And look, they bought the Expanse. Well, they bought it from Sci-Fi, but still, you know, they make they make stuff. They're all right over there. Yeah, um, it could be I mean, fine. It could it be great. Could be good. Yeah, I, I'm not saying it. It won't be. But but I guess you you look at it like you know what are you excited to see something made of, right? And it's going to be different for everyone, right? You know, yeah. you guys play Fallout. Sounds like maybe Fallout's going to be interesting. Yeah. It so. could be. See, it's one of those things where there's iconic things in the Fallout games that I kind of don't want in this. I don't want them pulling their arms up and looking at their freaking fat boy or whatever it's called. What's it called? A pit boy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't everyone have a fat boy? I doesn't want too? anybody looking at their fat boy. At their fat the boy. <laughs> but, you know, like wow, that would be God. dumb. And then scrolling through that, like, I don't want them to get too gamey yeah. with hey, it. Hey, what's your charisma at right now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't need, I don't need, I don't need stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, if they want to put the the Pip Boy in there, like uh, they could, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be a thing. Yeah. Like I would rather it be a thing where if you know, you know, and if you don't know, you don't care. Like that's fine. Just don't hit us over the head with it. Like that's the stuff I hate. Is when everybody's got to go. Oh, look, it's the thing you know from the thing. It's like just put it in there because guess what? You're giving 180 million YouTube creators fuel for their 20 things you didn't notice in amazon's fallout series like let them tell me that it's in there you don't have to break the show for a moment for someone to go i'll check it on my pip boy yeah <laughs> like I, we just don't need that i also really the, yeah go ahead yeah. what about the mutants the mutants like, so you're showing footage of it to her online stream and yeah they look pretty gross. You think they're going to make a TV show with people that look that awful? Oh, sure. Trying to pretty them up. Yeah, so. it's, it's Amazon. They'll they don't they don't care about like you know this thing will be probably in in whatever the R rating range is for television, but I don't know what that is. TV MA or whatever. I hope so. I don't want it to be too watered down. 
Um, I want that world to have consequences. It's it's gross and hideous and uh, Liam O'Brien's in it. I want him to be in this show. <laughs> it's gross. It's hideous. It has Liam, Liam O'Brien. O'Brien in it. He's really <laughs> good great. in it. He's so That's good. Great. In That's it. a nice thing to say about uh, uh, Mr. O'Brien. He's great in it. I want him to be in it so that he can elevate the material. That's all. And their thing, by the way, their thing hits the end of this month, crappy, right? Like with his uh, crappy crappiness, I guess. Or not crappiness, but you know, rusty, dirty aesthetic. Yes. What I'm trying yeah, to I want them to lean into yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, the the uh, the the critical role thing is this month, the twenty eighth, I think. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, that I'm looking forward to. Yeah, uh, so it yeah. looks neat. It, it looks neat. I, to just, have a, I think it's a it's kind of a first, right? Like a D and D. I mean, I think there's been plenty of writer rooms who played D and D who made works of fiction out of it. I think Expanse literally came from a pen and paper uh, game they played did. before they wrote the books. Mm-hmm. But this is the first direct. Uh, session to tv material that's sort of at least in the public sphere so i'm really curious about how that turns out i am too they also have a they have a red band trailer now which is yeah, it's pretty uh, good yeah it's pretty gory yeah There's some good stuff in there they're definitely not uh softening it up for television which is uh which is nice yep another amazon production they seem to be willing to sort of do this stuff <laughs> you know and not and not worry about content amazon. Yeah. yeah, I really liked Invincible. I don't it really get talked about, but I thought Invincible was pretty good. Yeah, yeah it was. Invincible was solid. Yeah. I I wish the animation was a little better in Invincible, but yeah, it was yeah, a little lower. Um, overall, it's overall it, 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 it delivered enough surprise. I didn't read the comic, so it delivered enough surprises to me. The end of that first episode, I was like, oh, I'm interested in this show. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was very generic, and then I'm like, oh no 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 no, this is cool. Okay, so, I like it. So these so. guys don't have to give any do they have to do any overt credit to D for this like does wizards get have to get like a video credit probably not because if it's in fiction they're probably not going what's your character sheet say they have tall strength you know if they're not referring to any <laughs> copyrighted rules material then and it's their own world yeah. i don't like that depends so i think they published a book wildemount was the world that it takes place in and there is a D guide to wildemount but i don't know who retains the ip i'm sort of assuming Matt Mercer and company owned the Wildemount fictional setting and have entered into agreement with oh. Wizards to publish At the, the book. At the very least, it suggests they have a good relationship. Yeah. yeah. Because they have their own press. They have their own other material taking place in that world that I'm sure doesn't involve Wizards of the Coast. So I'm pretty sure they retain the intellectual rights to it. So yeah. I'm guessing no. I'm guessing... And, and chat does point out something interesting in that trailer. There is a part where... Uh, Bigby's hand is cast, and it sounds like he says Scanlan's hand. So it could be they are deliberately avoiding some overt D and D references in it, oh, which yeah. they were going to have to do anyway. Because if you if you've watched that campaign, I mean, there's pop culture references that they obviously can't do, and yeah. you know their go to attack word was Jenga. So it's not like they're all going to be yelling Jenga in the middle of their animated show. Yeah, but yeah, see that's yeah. Yeah, that, that's our equivalent of like lemon tree for our show right? yeah so, yeah yeah but nobody has the rights to lemon like, tree except if us, they so made a <laughs> dramatization of ours i wouldn't change lemon tree i just leave it in as a weird you know yeah but now they'd be like but they won't the audience won't understand i'm like don't that, care no is, I, i'm saying john's saying and i'm agreeing they'd have to work with uh parker brothers oh, or whoever owns the jenga they have brand. to call jenga and be like yeah we want a call transformative thing under use you know <laughs> Fair use. Just throw, uh, just throw a little apostrophe in there and Jenga, and it's like, fine. 
Well, no. What if we? What if you just say like we're saying Jenga right now? Jenga's not like. Excuse me. You need to have rights to say the word Jenga on your podcast. Yeah, that's a fair point. It might be fair use, actually. It's a syllable. They're not (laughs) referencing the product. They're just going Jenga. I'm sure in the context of the show played straight, they're not going to explain the meta joke. I I wouldn't think in the script. Yeah, they they go. We played an old wooden toy when I was born. Yeah, I don't think they'll do that. Anyway. That would be a problem with our show because Nash does explain what those references are. Yes, he talks um, very overtly about <laughs> Twilight and the Konami code. Yeah. I think that's still transformative. It's improvised <laughs> criticism of these things, so it's it's. I think it's fair use. <laughs> Twilight and the Konami code are definitely canon for There Will Be Dungeons. Um, all right, what else we got going? Oh, this is great. We talked about the story this morning on TMS, and we may as well play this just for funsies. Uh, Back to Pokemon Go. Uh, there is a <laughs> there, is, like there is a story where uh, police officers. This actually happened in 2017. It's big. It's it's news now because what they happened? they lost their appeal. That's why it's news now. Oh, okay. Um, but anyway, they got fired after they responded to a Pokemon Go. Uh, they were trying to get a Snorlax, and they they had a call to be backup for a robbery that was under uh, in progress. And they were like, we're just, we're going to get the Snorlax. And they had to audio off their like uh, body cams and stuff of them doing that. Oh, um, they were like, where's Snorlax alert? Shit. Hang on. Yeah. And they totally like. They had other people who like showed up to the scene that left murder investigations that did all the, because you're supposed to, and it's an emergency. And these guys delayed everything because they were looking for the damn Snorlax and they got fired. That's a power to the testament of the addictiveness of these gaming practices that a law enforcement person <laughs> understanding there is a burglar situation requiring backup (laughs) are like yo they can hold they can shoot it out for a minute while i get this snorlax yeah like (laughs) personal responsibility sure but i that you should be asking questions about the kind of games you're making if it's causing those kinds of things to happen in society in my i think the thing that i appreciate the most about this is it wasn't an officer yeah. You know, it's easy to hear about one person making a dumb mistake and going, man, you yeah. were really, you really stupid with what you did. But there were two supposed to be responsible adults in a car doing a job, and they both agreed the Snorlax business was more important. Yep. Yep. It did. And they, and they got fired, and now they, they've been trying to appeal. It's been hung up in courts for years, and now it's official. They can no longer pursue it. I mean, I'm going to be stressed out now. If I'm ever having a heart attack and I call the ambulance, yeah. I'm be thinking, what if they stop to catch a Snorlax? I mean, I hope they're coming right away. What's taking them so long? <laughs> yeah, they're, out, they're at their favorite pokey stop, getting stocked up on balls. Well, they know? probably didn't think about it. They're just whirling by and going, whoa, got a poke alert. Swing over here. Let's duke it out for this thing. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, favorite chat room name, uh, Skiz Grebo, mm-hmm. uh, is saying, I hope medical professionals don't play Pokemon Go. I got bad news for you. Most hospitals are Pokestops and Pokegyms. Oh, yeah. And they all... Oh all play it when my son was born my wife and i were hooked on pokemon go and we were playing it in the hospital we were so excited that we had those in there and every nurse every nurse that came in was like oh you're playing pokemon go i love it yeah that is what they do they Yo, have to that sit there all night and they, they <laughs> i don't think it. it's that a, should be all right, right. Do you think it's not Pentagon like on is a big poke gym like are the probably any like Probably that's not good. But here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to give them some leeway. Got in the world. I'm, I'm going to give the doctors and nurses some leeway because, in my opinion, this is th- 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 
as far as we know, we don't know any stories where a doctor's like got two clamps and a hand on some guy's heart and suddenly goes, oh, hold on a second. There's a freaking uh, jig of wax in here. I got to get it. Whatever. I can't think of any Poconos. <laughs> <Jig of wax. laughs> I don't think that's been happening. I think this is like, oh, quick second while I'm in here or, oh, I'm on break or, oh, there's a billing COVID patients and I need a minute. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's that's some what of that. These guys did. Yeah, but they had an emergency, and I'm saying they had an emergency, and they chose Snorlax. The yeah. doctors aren't choosing Snorlax; they just they work the night shift, so and they have to sit at guys, a desk and not do anything for I'm hours. Saying, and they're like, "What if I Pokemon Go?" To these guys time? got caught. And do you think it's getting policed very intensely? Like, what are you doing on your phone? Oh, just got a text message from the wife. She's just not feeling well. Yeah, like, like. <laughs> You don't know. You don't know what we someone's doing on their phone. I, I, You're like, oh no, know. it's important. I I know we're in a serious situation, yeah. but this was an important text. Here's and what I will say, though. Yeah. We're taken very good care of with our time in the hospital, and I have nothing but the best thing to say about those particular workers. Doesn't mean they all are good. Sure. Doesn't I'm not it's not a blanket statement. No. But there was nobody in the hospital while my son was being born that I was not impressed by. They were all very kind and very nice. Yeah, and they were probably they and they were they weren't as concerned about their poca poca level or whatever the hell it is uh, as as one would worry so yes and none of them came in and were like oh we want to trade with you or let's battle like none of them wanted to say like drop what we're doing and let's play together either like that's the other thing they all just knew what it was and played it yeah yeah they're just fans so they saw you doing it they went oh yeah look at that so i wouldn't worry too much is what i'm saying don't worry be happy uh okay check this out playstation uh seems to be phasing out their playstation now cards which adds to the continuing speculation of an eminent game pass uh like service beginning soon um now as a brand new owner of a playstation and by the way i feel much better about my overall core coverage now because i can speak to things like hey the freaking i don't know the new uh horizon uh into the forbidden west or whatever it's called that comes out in February. I'll be able to play it. So we'll be able to talk about it and actually have some hands on with it. And I'm really glad about that. I will say this, though. I really think Sony's effing up. And by that, I mean the current state of things. It could change with whatever this might be and maybe other policies down the road. But them charging for any kind of PlayStation 4 game that you already own that has a PS5 update, they charge you for that. So you're going to pay an extra 15 bucks for a game you already have. Uh, they, uh, they charge you, um, way too much money for their premium games. So for example, first game I picked up with was ghost of the Tsushima, which I'll talk about later. That's the one I ended up deciding on or going with. And I'm glad I did. That game's really awesome. And I'll talk more about it, but, uh, that game is, uh, $80. <laughs> uh, the Spider-Man game is, uh, well, Miles Morales by himself is like 50, but with the 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 other one, it's like it's like in a, you know it's eighty bucks. If I want to buy any of their newish games that are PS5 either exclusive or there's PS4 version or there's a PS5 version, you buy. You are they are really pushing that whole. Let's get out of the forty nine to fifty nine range. Let's push up to the eighty buck range as soon as we can. And they're there and they're doing that. And that is shocking to somebody who has been living off of Game Pass for the last year in his console life. And not having to worry about that. And also, if I wanted to buy Halo, or sorry, yeah, Halo Infinite by itself, it's not $80. 
Like even their big premium exclusive release is not $80 to buy that thing. It's still 59 like everybody else's. So I don't understand I don't understand why they're doing that given the environment and given the competition they're facing with Game Pass and also the fact that you can't hardly buy a PlayStation 5 so they're already having a hard hard enough time getting, you know, people to pay for content for it to begin with because they simply just don't have them. Um I think that's bad for them and it bums me out because I logged in there and went, well, I'm not buying five of these games. And on my on Game Pass, I could play all of it if these yeah. were the first party titles from Microsoft. They're not, but if they were, I would. Now, am I saying that this game isn't worth the 79 bucks? No, it's good. It's really good. But I don't know how they compete with Game Pass. I don't just know how they're going to do it. So I just don't think they are. I think I think they lost. You know uh, when you play a Heroes match and you realize you've lost five minutes in, but you got to play the rest of the twenty minutes. <laughs> it's like that, is it? It's like you're not going to see anything till PlayStation Six. Like it's just it's going to be continued suckage and like shoulda, woulda, coulda. Kind of like how Xbox felt in the last sort of bout. Yeah, they just they've lost. Like they've, just mean, lost, they've lost so hard. Yeah, and barring, the only thing that keeps them going are the good exclusives they do have. Yeah, you're right. Barring will they? Do we think there is a Game Pass equivalent that they could do? Well, here's the thing. And what would be the price for it, and would it be worth it? Speculation is, so it'll have to be priced in the range that makes sense, okay? So it's going to have to be in the $15 range, or else what did, What are they doing? Um, let's assume that's true, though. 15 bucks a month, Game Pass-like, lots of third-party, lots of indie, uh, you know, lots of the same kinds of things that, that Microsoft plugs into Game Pass. They may even get EA to belly up with EA Play because there's no reason why they wouldn't. That would be fine. As far as I know, they don't have some kind of hard exclusive with Microsoft on that. So let's say say that they do that. The one part that speculation is that they won't do this, but I say they need to. That is first-party titles need to be their day one on Game Pass and just playable. Can you have extra stuff and DLC and, and better versions with like unlockable skins and all that? Sure, people can buy up, but that's also true of Halo and everything else Microsoft does. At the very minimum, let's say this thing came out on February 1st, and later that month they launched uh, Forbidden West, which is a big title for them this year. If that's not day one PlayStation Now or whatever they're going to call it, that's a mistake. Like, that's not enough to get me interested. Because if it's just third-party stuff and old games... I already have that value in Game Pass. I'm not going to pay for it twice. But if it's Sony exclusives, day one exclusives, and that means back catalog, new catalog, upcoming catalog, the way Game Pass works, if it works that way with them, well, then they might have me. That would make sense to me because I their, their exclusives and their studios, Sucker Punch is amazing. Freaking, um, uh, can't think of any names. All the names are leaving me. Anyway, all their amazing studios. Santa Monica is amazing. All their studios over there are amazing. They make amazing games. So the new God of War, if that was day one PlayStation Now or Plus or whatever they're going to call it, exclusive on there and you could get it because you're paying your monthly thing, then then they can compete and not only compete, I think they could maybe even lap Microsoft if it's good enough. But I don't think, they, I don't think they're going to do that. I think they yeah. want your 80 bucks. I really do. They want that 80 yeah, every they've time. they've always been very like... Kind of Nintendo-minded, and this is the thing that everybody goes, well, Nintendo doesn't feel the need to do any of this, but I feel like Nintendo's earned it over time, Mm. and 
they're not trying to compete with Microsoft. They're also not trying to compete with Sony. So Nintendo kind of gets a free pass to do whatever they want because they've kind of removed themselves from the console war when you really think about it by going, ah, we're going to do our own thing. We're not going to focus on system power and parity between the consoles and all of that. We're just going to make our own thing. They've kind of removed themselves from the equation. So Nintendo can continue to do it's like we're a premium thing and this is what we offer. So if you're looking at just Sony and Microsoft, and that's where your comparison is. Sony is trying to say like, Hey, this is prestige. This is what you're paying for. You're paying for quality. I don't know if they've necessarily earned the ability to do that the same way that Nintendo does. Mm. And, uh, I mean, in a way they have, like you do get excited about the big PlayStation exclusives, but nobody feels good when they have a console that just sits there and gathers dust until the next exclusive comes out. Like that doesn't, it doesn't feel good for anybody. Right. And if you have a competitor that it's like, oh yeah, I log onto the Xbox all the time because I got all this stuff for free to play, you know, eventually, even if somebody buys both because they want the exclusives, eventually people are going to go, man, I played the hell out of my Xbox. I barely played my PlayStation. Like they're going to put it together and you might still do well this generation, but you're not keeping those people on board going into the next. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's hard. Um, and they, the PlayStation four earned everything it earned and Microsoft blew it. And I just feel like that turned the corner again. And, there's a lot of Sony faithful that aren't ready to, to, to concede that. And I'm not saying they need to, who cares about console wars? I don't, I just want to play the best games, but there's an economic component this time that wasn't there last time. And that economic component is a big deal. That 15 bucks a month is an insane value that makes zero sense not to get if you're going to game at all. Um, and when I, I what, blew it, yeah, no. well, like, I don't know if I would use the term blew it again. I feel like they did a very good job at doing what they've always done. And unfortunately for them, Microsoft kind of changed the game. Yeah. Or the game was changing and they didn't get on board because the game was kind of headed in, in a direction that Microsoft was happy to go on and they can afford it. That's the other thing is it's easy to say this because Microsoft's got pockets deeper than the universe and they can throw money at Game Pass and make it insane. And they have. I don't know if Sony wants to or has that. They don't have that kind of that kind of market cap. Not the way Microsoft does. So Cuz I mean you've yeah. got one now. You can speak to it. I think the PS5 is a cool console. It is. Like it, it and is. that controller is awesome. Like it looks feels good. Like you don't look at it and it doesn't feel equivalent to the PS3, but it does feel dated in the aspect of you're paying a pe- a premium price for games on one console and for the other console it feels like they're just giving it to you. Yeah. And in some cases, it's a lot of the same games. Like I, I was going through the store um, and I was just like, all right, let's see what we got here. I'm running into game after game after game, third parties, obviously. Um, but some like Bethesda games, which Microsoft now owns. But anyway, I'm going through all of these and they're straight up, you know, 40 bucks for uh, Back for Blood, uh, which is just free on Game Pass. Um, too many to even name. I just saw them one after the other. And I just thought, well, that's just really depressing. I don't want to be in here. So I got out of the store and I looked at my old library thinking, okay, well, I got a ton of digital stuff I bought on PS4. Let's see what in there is upgraded naturally, like just going to let me play it. And in a few cases like uh, Burnout, uh, not Burnout, um, shoot, what's the floating racing game? What's wrong with me? The floating uh, ship deal. 
Wipeout. Sorry, Wipeout. Yeah, that's the one. Wipeout the Omega collections on there. It was already 60 frames per second, 1080p on the PS4. So it runs great here. And I thought, okay, cool. That's cool. That's a game, an older game that's, you know, upwards compatible. We're good. I don't have to pay for that again. That's great. Um, and I'm digging around in there and I start to look at this list and there's things like, uh, not Red Dead Redemption because nobody has a has a upped version of that. But like there were a couple of games where I own it on there. Days Gone, I own on there. But for me to play it on the PS5 with the better frame rate, with the remastered graphics, with the better textures, with the higher resolution, with it UH or uh, uh, HDR and all that stuff on, I got to go pay this upgrade price for a game I already own. I think that's shitty. Because it's just it goes against my PC ownership. It just smacks me in the face and says, "I don't care if you've been using a PC for fifty years. They don't. They don't. Doesn't work like that over here on consoles." And I'm like, "Well, which, it does on my Xbox. They're not charging me extra for these older games." And a lot on of your Game Pass, you'll be able to play your games on PC as well. So it's not just an Xbox. It's an X, it's a two console. Yeah, that's the whole other aspect I hadn't thought of. PlayStation's yeah. just lost. They just so they're just like there's no point in trying to keep up. Yeah. So they're just. But I, I, I think they can. Look at it. It, I'm like, we've lost so handily that we're just going to like, we're going to put in our hours and call it good, you know? And that's if, it. if they can at least equal the offering, though, nah. they could do because nah, let's go back in history. We're, I'm old enough to remember when the 360 launched early, got an early lead. PS3 was really expensive, it came out later. Uh, very expensive, harder to develop for. The games weren't as good on it because the devs couldn't get their heads around their weird chip architecture, but they were having no problem on 360. 360 took an early lead and were killing those guys. Plus the online stuff, like they just were making, they were making fools out of Sony that generation. And then as that generation went on, by the end of it, Sony caught up and they did it mostly on the backs of these exclusives. Well, that strength served them well in the PS4 era because they continued to do that and it was still a strength for them. Whereas Microsoft was kind of like behind on all that. They hadn't built up exclusives. They hadn't done all this stuff yet. And they, well, they certainly- also stumbled and bungled the Xbox One uh, initially. Yeah, that's what I mean. They, by that doubling thing was- down on Kinect. Th- this isn't about a, a bad box. Platform. Right. This isn't about a bad box or bad games. This is about infrastructure. Like, it isn't just like, oh, yeah, flip on some stuff and we got to pass. It's contracts to sign. It's revenue models. It's um, a philosophy towards gaming that's reflective and across many of Microsoft's lines of business, including Windows. It, it's a full court press. Like, PlayStation can be like, okay, here's a game pass for us. It's still going to suck in comparison because Microsoft is going to leverage its PC client base. It has the existing contracts. It's buying up studios. It may still work, but it's not going to. It'll never succeed to the extent that Xbox does because they're just way too late. Like, place they have to start planning now to be ready for PlayStation Six. That's what it looks like to me. Like, PlayStation's just going to suck for a while, and they'll probably put something in place as a stopgap, but it will not be nearly as well thought out or robust. Xbox been planning this for a while, yeah. And you could easily not be. You could easily be mistaken for looking at something like that early on as an insider saying like Xbox rumor is they're going to go this direction. That'll never work. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. subscription Netflix for game, gamers don't want. Oh shit. Turns out <laughs> like, they do. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's a little bit shocking even to Xbox that it's worked as much as it has. So they're in this like world, you know, world of Warcraft as the best selling MMO of all time. When it first launched kind of 
area where they have a absolute insane amount of monthly revenue all of a sudden for from from their gaming division like this is way bigger than just oh we're, they're a bit behind this time around yeah like <laughs> sony is like they call it in cribbage they call it getting double skunked because <laughs> you got beat so hard not only were you skunked once but you were skunked twice you stink well i so i mean i i get what you're saying and i and i agree with like the the infrastructure point like they don't have the back end and literally playstation now and plus their and all their download uh, infrastructure stuff they use currently and for the PS4 are all running on Microsoft Azure servers, which is fine, but it's a little embarrassing, you know? Like they don't maybe have Maybe they can give some money to Microsoft so they can help with their Game Pass. Maybe, maybe it's Microsoft Game Pass on PlayStation. That's the solution. Maybe uh, something like that. I maybe. mean, that would be crazy, but I, I also Microsoft would totally do it. We yeah, all know they would cuz they because they're cleaning up. They're, well, they're, they're trying to be the, the daddy. Seller they're, list with their yeah. games that they're giving away for free. That's insane. Yeah. And that's what I think you mean when you say I don't think even they anticipated it would do this well. Because like it to me, it's in, it's insane that you look at the top best selling games on Steam and stuff like that, and it is literally games that you can go get for free as long as you don't want to be in the Steam uh, atmosphere not atmosphere, whatever the ecosystem. I know what you mean. Ecosystem. That's what I'm going for. But like, that's, that just seems nuts to me. Um, I do think Sony could do something though, but I think for them to really move the needle, I think Sony's going to have to do a couple things and I don't think they will. I think like what you said, Scott, like new games, there has to be a, a pathway to being able to play new games when they come out without going and spending $80 on them. Yeah. There just has to be. Um, I think they need to leverage their back catalog because I think when it comes to games, Sony has a extremely impressive back catalog that Microsoft can't compete against. You need to be able to download it. Mm -hmm. It needs to not just be streaming it off of PlayStation now because I know that is something they offer. I get reminded that every time I'm like, boy, I wish I could play those old games. I don't want to stream them. I want to download them and play them. That's what I want to do. Sony has not shown a lot of care and love for their back catalog. They've been, no, we're making games going forward. We're not worrying about it. Yeah. But if they leveraged it, I think it would help. They also have an entire movie and entertainment division. I think if they essentially create internally their own version of, you know, Netflix, but this is, you know, the Sony brand version of it, and they start maybe even doing original programming and stuff like that, and they roll that into the package, I think that could potentially be you know, another big incentive for something that they're putting together. But I think unless they do all those things, I, I you're, think you're right. I don't think it competes with Game Pass. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, taking brand loyalty out of this entirely, we're really just talking about the math of it. And the math of it right now says, like all the stuff you just said they should do, I agree with. I don't think they have the pockets to even get close to the TV idea. That'd get shelved because they'd have to focus so much on this other stuff. Their money's going to go into the infrastructure costs alone just to get them the library they want to get downloadable, streamable, day oneable, blah, blah, blah. Like it's a big undertaking and a lot goes on behind the scenes. And the fact that it's all running on Azure servers anyway is hilarious to me, but, but maybe, I mean, that's okay. Microsoft buys Samsung memory, uh, 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 Amazon or some people that, that seem like opposed to Amazon in in some public ways actually use Amazon AWS for all their back end and 
So that's not unusual to see that kind of crossover, but it's not going to help them, you know, uh, brand wise. The one strength they really do have, it's a very elegant, nice system. I really like the interface. I like, you know, it's peppy. That controller is really cool. Um, I think it maybe got a little oversold to me, the controller. It's it's neat, but it's not the the rumble features, while definitely a step in like the more refined, the more granular direction. It's not the end all be all Jesus controller I was told it was. It's fine. Yeah. It does what it needs to do. Um, you know, and I do like, you know, when when Jin pulls his sword out of his sheath in this uh, ghost game, it makes it, it vibrates in a way that mimics the way that it probably would feel uh, making the sound it's making on the screen is the feeling it's making in my hand. And that that once in a while is like, oh, wow, that is pretty, pretty nuanced. Um and pretty impressive. And some games use it more than others. And and I don't, you know, the adaptive triggers thing where you squeeze it down and it's harder to squeeze with certain things. Um, I don't know how that even freaking works. Like I think it, what you need magic to do, to uh, did you get Astro's Playroom with it? Yeah, it comes a, with it. Pre-installed. Uh, I would yeah. give that a try because that seems to be a showcase piece. Yeah. So I think you'll get to experience all of that if you play that. Yeah. As like a, here's, you know, Here's a, a level where we're going to focus a lot on that kind of quality of the controller. Yeah, it's and by crazy. all accounts, that game is also really, really. It good. is. I played so. a bit of it. I haven't gotten very far. I played enough to kind of get a taste for it, and it's very much you know like a big 3D platformer Mario kind of experience, and it's and it plays really well. And there's a lot of nostalgia in there if you're a Sony guy, and I think it's really neat. Um, but I didn't really get a feel for that trigger uh, adaptive trigger thing until I pulled the bow back in Ghost, and it was harder to pull the trigger because it's a resisting, you know, thing. And that was weird. And at first I thought, I'm going to break this. How is this even letting me do this, forcing this harder to pull trigger, but it works. It's really, really cool. Um, so there's some really neat stuff going there. Uh, my guess is Microsoft will have some new controllers down the road that incorporate some of this, especially their pro controller thing that they sell. The um, what's, what's that one called? Uh, you have one. I think it's just called the pro. Is it called pro? Xbox, yeah. whatever that thing uh, could controller. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but the you know the tech involved is pretty cool, and it, uh, oh, elite—that's what they're called. Elite. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Also, I hate that word. Um. Anyway, right. More, <laughs> only, only elite people uses like no, no. More on that later. But there is still this. There is a strength there because when I look at the two Spider-Man games, remastered Spider-Man and and then Miles Morales, I'm like, I, I am going to get those and play those sooner or later i want to play that rift apart uh ratchet and clank thing what i can't do is just plop 80 grand or 80 grand eight thousand <laughs> i keep going lower 80 dollars for each of them right now you know what i mean like i just can't yeah. justify that if this was game pass i'd be trying them all and then settling with the one i love the most because that's a really beautiful thing about something like game pass so if they can offer something like that that would go a long way to improve that experience um they still have really strong exclusives they're the games everybody talks about. Like this year, Sony's got probably bigger profile exclusives happening than Microsoft does, certainly. Because um, their secondary studios haven't really started putting their stuff out yet. But anyway, the fact that you can like go on there and pre-order Elden Ring for 59 like everywhere else. And go on there and pre-order uh, Forbidden West for 80 just seems insane to me. I'm not saying they're the same game or they're equivalent because they're not, but... But the third parties aren't, a lot of them are like, eh, we're not going to charge 80 yet, Sony. You go ahead and do your thing, but we're going to keep, you know, charging reasonable prices for our video games. And I don't know. It's weird. 
Uh, more on that game, though, as we get to our games we played this week. Uh, have you guys have you gotten sucked into this Wordle thing? Have you gotten all into it or I no? I did my first uh, one today. Yeah, how'd you how'd you do, Bo? How'd you? I, I wanted to, I, I saw Crofton had a hard time with one today, and he did, took six tries and he couldn't get it. And I was like, <laughs> I bet you I can get it. And I got it in four tries and so I tweeted it. <laughs> But I did, I, te- I did better than him. So that's the only reason I played, although I may go back and now play again. Well, it's very popular. But, People yeah, love it. It's been, my Twitter feeds have been dominated by freaking green and gray and yellow boxes and people playing Wordle. And I was like, I'm not going to join. And then I joined. So, hey. Yeah. Um, now you're part of the collective. Well done. I mean, I it'll be game of the year the next year, Wordle probably. On Twitter is what I did. You did you what? Locked Wordle? Yeah, I made it a muted phrase. So anybody that <laughs> Monst- says Wordle, monster, I don't see. I, don't see I mean, let's let's let. So first of all, the reason why this is important is because Wordle is a web-based thing you do. Yeah. But I didn't know that, so I went to the iOS store, and Wordle is the number one most downloaded app. That's made by some jerk who's cashing in on the the, the buzzword. It got removed though. Um, they took it out. It was on there today. I think that's another one that got removed. Oh, I think there are like five hundred wordles right now. Yeah. So to get a sense of like how within the span of a week this thing is the top free app uh, of all time, mm-hmm. and thus you know based on that metric, I think is a nom- contender for nominee at next year's video game award. <laughs> Um, you know, based on sheer popularity, sure, and it's not, it's, it's fine, it's a fine word guessing game, nothing wrong with it. And the thing I like about it is the guy who made it, it's not trying to make any money, there's no advertising on it, like mm. he just made a free thing and people like it now, and he doesn't want to monetize it. And I'm, I have a lot of respect for that, and I hate the fact that you know, a whole bunch of cretins are out there trying to cash in on it. I just, I want them to all go to jail yeah there's a I bunch of that that's going the on. part that that soured me like i have no problem with wordle yes i muted it so everybody can you know call me a curmudgeon and all of that i just don't want to see it. i don't understand it because i didn't play it i have no interest to play it so i muted it because i just rather not you're allowed to mute whatever you want i mute if you but... retweet political stuff you're muted just so you know <laughs> there's people that get on twitter at like the same time every day and see instead of liking articles they retweet them Yep. Thinking everyone else wants to read the eleven tweets they really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Mute. Blocked. Mute. So mute. you know it's it's fine. I didn't mute and I didn't mute the people. I just muted Wordle. So it's it, it it's all fine. I do respect what they're doing because it definitely seems like you know the guy who made it just did it as a little passion project and it's cool that it's you know catching on and becoming this thing. My problem is is that when something like this, especially on social media, catches fire like this, yeah. Other companies go engagement, engagement, <laughs> engagement's happening. Every engagement, engagement, yeah. oh, engagement. Engagement. engagement, and then the next person comes along that is not so altruistic, and they immediately ruin it for everybody. And I think I tweeted something about, "Hey, this does is blocking happening. Wordle help fix I, that?" I said, "I said, <laughs> I said, hey, everybody Wordle. who's doing it, I don't think you're bad people, but I do think you're creating Farmville 2022." And like, I kind of stand by that because that's what happened with Facebook and Farmville. It was a lot of like, it's a social media site. And then all of a sudden, all you see is farm bullshit. And you're like, oh, I got to get out of here. I got to get away from all this farm bullshit. And then next thing you know, it's just that's that's what everything is. And I, I think it's fine. Enjoy your wordle. I'm not saying don't, but I'm saying somewhere in the wings, there are a bunch of companies going 
we're gonna do this. We're gonna they're, they're, shit they, ton of money, and we're gonna I ruin Twitter while we're no, at no, it. They're, they're not though, because see the thing you mentioned, Farmville. Farmville, you can play all the time. Wordle. You can play once, and well, you have to wait twenty four hours to play. You cannot I play. Get that. It's I literally get that. two minutes. I understand like, that, Bo. I'm not talking about Wordle. I'm talking know, about Wordle. Too. How, what I'm company's going to model off Wordle? Like it's like the company that goes money Wordle. But what if you did games. it more than once a day? Oh, this I like, guarantee as, as, as much as I hate up. this that exists. I mean, this guy didn't invent the wheel. Like, yes, it's not going to catch. I sure it's not going to catch on those people will get muted for sure i guess you're right about that but here's what will happen 100 percent wordle 100 people are going to copy this and try to make a bunch of money at it they'll do it like now now whether that takes off or not is a whole other issue that's but remains to be seen. that remains to be seen but there will be copycats there already are and like i mean the games existed for a long time there's a word finding game what is it squibbles or something or we're, we're yeah he didn't invent the, the thing there's this an old, is not like like this i played this game on ios where it's like com, find guess the word do pvp open a loot chest after you get like this exists already mm. i think this is there's a hipster thing going on with this thing where it's not like he invented something new but this hipsterdom of it is that it's only once a day has it's wholesome in terms of the it business around it and i think that's why people like it. Yeah, um, I think you're I think right that about that's that. That's what's driving it. There's a there's a water cooler aspect. Did you do today's Wordle? You know, and yeah, and just, yeah for sure. And it's yeah. a fad, and it'll it'll like every fad, it'll it'll burn down some. But I think it's you know it's cool. You this guys is the guy are that, absolutely right. Someone will try to make it a thing, but you know I don't think it's gonna. I don't think that's people probably smell that for what it is. Hopefully, anyway. But yeah. Uh, yeah. he he is uh, his name is Wardle, by the way. That's his actual last name. Really? Yep. That's yeah. amazing. Yep. Hold so, on. Maybe I'm going to do this. I'm yeah, maybe you're into Wordle it. Because I'm into it now. Josh, I, I'm Josh here to Wardle. say, like, if you're feeling hesitant about the latest internet craze, Wordle's wholesome. I wanted to hate it too. And I'm like, this checks out. This passes the bow. It's got a bow certificate of authenticity, <laughs> of, of good internet citizenry. Yeah. Um, yeah you may it- hate the game type. That's fine. But, uh, as far as their, you know, it's just a wholesome, positive thing. I can't see anything negative about it. And I got to look better than Crofton. So. Well, that's an important part. But also, <laughs> yeah. this it doesn't even link back to the website. Like, they didn't even do that. Like, they're not in it for... It's doing... It's becoming this organically and with or without his pushing. He doesn't really care. He just wanted to make it cool. In fact, the story is he made it for his wife. She loves word games. So he started it there and then just started sharing it around with friends. And, you know, they didn't even put the little avatar in there the or the emoji of the of the blocks you got right until later because yeah. people wanted to, you know, see what their actual scores were, but he's just, the, a chill well, the blocks dude. are an actual replay. It's like posting your heroes replay. Like it's, you get six tries. So like what you're seeing is a replay. Yeah. It's a very compelling uh, piece of game. You know, that there's a lot being said in that tiny little graph. There's a real story there. And it drives people to want to. Wait a minute, what is this? Oh, Crofton didn't. I can do better. That's how you also know that it's not. Uh, it's not insidious, is because if you are like me, and all of a sudden you don't know why you're seeing what looks like bad Tetris appearing on your timeline. <laughs> 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 There's nothing on there that goes the latest craze Wordle download at Wordle.com. I, I still don't know how you play Wordle because yeah. I just went. It's not for me, and I play it now. It. Do today's puzzle. We can do it live Where on the air. It? Where is it? Um, that's the tart thing. It's a URL. So Wordle app. I don't. Here I'll find it. 
Do I just Google Wordle? No, no, no you use it in your browser. Okay, here uh, it is. Well, yeah, this, this is the other thing: I is he Google doesn't even have he doesn't even have a good URL for it. It's power. Yeah, it's, lang- like- it's powerlanguage.co.uk/wordle. <laughs> Power language. Powerlanguage.co.uk slash wordle. Let's see what this is. Guess the wordle in six tries. Each guess must be a valid five letter word. Hit the enter button to submit. After each guess, the color of the tiles will change to show how close you are or your guess was to the word. Mm -hmm. So. So uh, I'm going to put, w I'm going to type in the word and in the correct spot. The letter I is in the word, but in the wrong spot, the letter U is not in the word. Yeah. In Gr- any green, spot. green means correct spot, correct letter. Yellow means right letter, wrong spot. U means not there. Don't use it again. Yeah. Okay. So I just have to pick a, so, <laughs> I just have to pick a five letter word. Any five letter word you start. It's a process of elimination. So Scott wrote chode. Yeah. And all I got uh, was an E in yellow and the rest e in black. the wrong spot. I've done yeah. today. So I know what the answer is. Uh, oh, okay. you do. So I'm nowhere close to it. I'm sure. Uh, so, so second, now line. you try again. So you, you, so in Scott's case, we know there's an E in the word, Yeah. but we, it's in the wrong spot. So it's in one of the other four spots. So think of a word where, and try another word and don't use CHOD because you know, they're not in the word anymore. Well, wait, we're doing the same quiz though. Right. So don't yeah. give me, don't give me hints. Oh, I shouldn't well, be yeah. paying attention to what I'm going narrating on. for the podcast listeners. Cause we are recording. Oh, podcast, okay. But. But uh, and maybe you want to narrate. Let's let John narrate his, his actions. Uh, my, my first guess was the word fives. I don't know why, but I just felt like that oh, was a Clone Wars reference. Nice. Yeah. And I got the E in the right place. Oh, I screwed up because the oh, E. Boom. I screwed up. <laughs> I screwed Stop up. Put the E in the same yeah, spot. Yeah, I put the E in the exact same try. spot. I screwed up. Uh, so let's see. Uh, All right. What, you, what word are you going to try next, John? Uh, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to do, but I'm I'm trying not to be a bad podcaster, so I'm focusing just as much on you guys. Well, as I can I talk am. about things. Um, uh, f- um, let's see. F. Well, so so do you press enter yet? Because it doesn't look like it's confirmed your oh, selection. Oh, I didn't. Okay, I'm doing it now. Do you want to press? Oh, enter? look oh, at I that. Shouldn't pull up the stream because then the stream will see it, right? And then yeah. or I'll see the stream. Well, I'm showing it to the stream because. I mean, they can look away. Yeah, I mean, we're basically playing, we're basically streaming Wordle to the chat room now. Now, Bo, Bo um, remind me, when the letters are black after you've used them, that means they can be used again or no? They can, no, it, it means they're not in the word, so don't use them again. Oh, I thought you said re- if they were red, don't use them again. Okay. No, if they're yellow, you have the right letter, wrong spot. If yeah. they're green, right letter, right spot. So you have two letters so in the my, wrong spot. I did my second guess now. My second guess was money. Which oh, now okay. gave me two correct letters at the very end. Nice, nice. Okay, yeah. so, I know. so they got. Well, I'm terrible at it's this. One people are saying this is a tough one. But, oh, great, um, perfect one for me to try to do on a stream. I'm not doing. I'm not going to finish it. I want to hear what boat. No, no, go gets. ahead. Go ahead. I can't think of any letters. Or my brain hurts. Words? Okay. Um, right. Let me see. I'll try. Um, how about? Uh, let's see if they're black. I'm all. I'm running out of. Well, uh, what about like I, I think I know what it is because I played it this morning, so <laughs> I can just tell you what it is. Why don't you? You know, it's what? a five-letter word. <laughs> just send it to send it to Scott because now I want to do this because now I'm invested. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, you, Scott, you I'm going to turn me around by making me play yeah. it as send, it turns. Send out. me a DM gonna, on Discord. I'm going to DM you on Discord or whatever's whatever is easy, whatever you want. You just might already be in Discord. There you go. I send it. I send it over Slack. Slack. All right, hold on. I got to pull up Slack because uh, I'm sure I'm nowhere in my head near this. Yeah. Okay. Here we but go. But narrate your second. Your what guess are you on now, John? 
I'm still on my third. I'm thinking about it because I'm trying to use letters that I, I haven't used because <laughs> I've either gotten it right or it's not in the puzzle at all, which is a, is a real it's problem. Easy to do when people aren't shouting at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where are you? Have you done your third guess yet? Oh, no. <laughs> wow. It told me I was impressive, it said, when I got it What right. if we continue the show and I'll just give you an update as I, as I hit yeah, it? Yeah, because I've already done yeah. it the cheater way. You, you keep going. Uh, it's no longer okay. on the stream, so you won't see it. Okay. Uh, okay. While but while John works on that, as you can see already, it's disrupted our show. It's disrupted everyone's life. Wordle it's is good. a thing. It's good. Yeah. Wordle. It, Wordle. The, the 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 Wordle thing. In spite of what other chicanery will happen outside of Wordle or as a consequence, Wordle is social media responsible. It's fun. It's wholesome. Checks out. It's yeah. Okay. I would say and, it's even better than the Flappy Bird thing that happened for a hot minute. In that, I don't mean the game type, but I mean the 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 rigmarole around it and stuff is not about somebody suddenly making it big and then acting like everyone can do that it's just a guy who's like hey i made a thing and oh wow it took off okay cool well my wife loved it and that was my main goal i I like that i like like that that, story um, what was that other thing we found we found the random mobile game generator like someone just made that not for profit or yeah just for fun (laughs) just made it it's one of those things that's the web i miss i miss that web i want that web back so bring it back i don't care quit talking about web 3.0 everybody i want to talk about web 2.0 where everybody was like hey let's make shit that works together and is fun and it's no one really it's not here for and not everything has to have a freaking business plan just yeah. have some fun not everything has to have a social media account and a business plan and monetization options or even a good url sometimes you just, yeah. <laughs> i right. did my third guess my third guess was the word alley and now I have three letters right and in the oh. right place. Oh, you're getting so close. You're on you're guess four. There. This is the guess I got mine on. John will have no problem. He's He's got a brain for yeah, this. You're, you're, you're close. I'm think terrible. of all the letters you can't use versus letters you can use. And think about. Yeah. I'm garbage this stuff. It's not, not, not a good game for me. I mean, I've only did it once, and I did okay. I'm, I'm like all high on myself. I could possibly suck at this. <laughs> You're like, once. I am a phenomenal <laughs> player at this game. I am a great yeah. Wordle player, everyone. I've played one game. Do you know who I feel bad for? Somebody out there got it and then decided that they were so hooked on their first experience that they changed IPs or launched a you know a, a VPN or something and then went to do it again and then realized, oh, it's literally the same answer today. So even if I do find a way to clear my cash, why would I do it again? It's the same answer I already got. And then you realized play for five minutes and you're done. Yeah. And they realized what That's an it. addict they actually are and that they had really, it's over. you know, they tried to drink the whole bar. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, John, good luck. Uh, like, but I won't leave this for 12 hours. <laughs> to be able to. Uh, so this has happened. This is pretty interesting. Microsoft feeling pretty good about the state of things, even though you can't get their consoles either right now. Everybody's, everybody's out still but uh the xbox one officially discontinued they're uh, in in that they're just not being built anymore there's still plenty in the pipeline but they're not making new ones uh sony has decided but everyone thought they were going to both ramp down around the same time but sony has decided to ramp up ps4 production to help supplement this shortage um this will probably help them get through it a little bit easier most of these big games coming out this year that we talked about are coming out on ps4 also which you can take a couple of ways. You can say, oh, well, it's only a PS4 version with slightly better graphics on this PS5. I'd like a PS5 only game, please. And that, you know, some of those will happen. Like Ratchet and Clank was definitely that game. But um, anyway, they're going to ramp them up. So PS4s, 
in cons or in uh, factories getting made by little yeah, tiny children. It's just another another sign that you know PS kind of sucking right now. Yeah, yeah, it seems because like- they sh- they should be saying like no more ps4 is ps5 is fully supported i mean you could read it and say oh ps4 productions up that they must be selling a bunch of ps5 not really i mean i don't I think, think that's the rationale a- is just to pr- have product available for customers yeah. so they can make ps4s uh because that's it's i think that's what it's explained in the article they're, they're like well we need to have something so let's make ps4s because we know we can make those imagine how mad it's they'd be great. how mad they would be or how mad players would be if with this shortage of hardware uh, into the West or Western, what, what's it called? Sorry, uh, Forbidden West comes out. The new, uh, that new game, that sequel, and you can only get it on PS5. People lose their minds. So yeah, they got to have some PS4s out there. Well, it's all the developers. I mean, you're t- we're talking about exclusives, right? Well, what if you don't sell enough consoles, so you don't have an install base where people can make a reasonable amount of revenue on their product? Yeah. Then, then, then those studios are like, "Why are we exclusive? Let's go to Xbox." Yeah. <laughs> like the, one begets the other. You know, th- this could—I don't think it'll be a catastrophic failure, but you could imagine not selling enough PS5s means the exclusives don't get to eat, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll stop making exclusives. Also, so. for the record, like Sony, in the long term, they do tend to build their consoles out, make light versions, this slim versions, this sort of thing, for much longer than everyone else, longer than Nintendo, and except maybe handhelds, but. Uh, Microsoft's always been very abrupt about it. Their, the original Xbox, as soon as that 360 was out, I remember hearing news at that time where they were like, yeah, we're stopping production on the on the original Xbox, done. And Sony was still like, really? Because we're still making a lot of PS2s. And of course, they had a giant lead then, so why it's, wouldn't they? But- it's, yeah. I mean, I get that there's a transition period, but again, it seems like you're ripping people. If you have a product and a newer version of the better product that are roughly the same price point, yeah. Um, it's a waste of money. Like you're going to buy a PlayStation four and get six months of supported use or a year of supported use out of it. Like yeah. it's just not the way the marketing works for these things. Like if, if we talked about irons in the pre-show, if you bought a PlayStation four and you're going to have it for 60 years then who cares, buy the PlayStation four, mm-hmm. but these are planned obsolescence products. Like if you're still pumping out last year's jam and then charging for upgrades on the new jam, you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like, you know, now, like you should be, they should be winding down. It seems like swindle behavior to be continuing to offer the old jet. I wouldn't call it swindle. I'd call it, I mean, I, they have to, they have to have a plan and that's just part of their plan is I got to keep making, you know, I, mean, I wonder, it. even when it comes to products like iPads and stuff, like there's a transitory period where the old gen, you know, is replaced by the new gen. They continue, you know, you can still get an iPhone 11, right? Yeah, yeah. They might still be making them, but at a certain point you cut it off. Like, do they sell every skew, skew that they make or do, does a pile of them just get shuffled into a landfill? Like, you know, the, the 10,000 PlayStation fours are like, well, it's finally done. Like, do they get landfilled, recycled? Like, well, how does that process good, good, uh, good quality logistics at, at whatever company should be, and usually is that they sell through the stock they have, and they try to plan the best they can for when that might be. Hmm. And then, you know, if you you end up, let's say you end up with a bunch of old iPod touches because now they're clearly out of, you know, out of production or whatever, and you're like, well, no, we're not probably not going to sell these. You just give them to schools or, you know. Stuff like that, so I don't. I don't. They, them, they give them away in bulk. To, yeah, but also to keep in mind, phones. No matter what kind of phone you get, it's run a little bit more like PCs in that we're kind of 
using our PCs for as long as we can. And same with the phones in a lot of cases. Not everyone's getting the next great thing. So they, they have to make it so. Well, it works a bit differently in phones, I'm sure. Yeah, but, but it's still lots of backwards right, compatibility is what I'm saying. So yeah. when you when you buy a brand new phone this year, it's going to run the stuff that ran three years ago. No problem. Three, four years ago, whatever. It might be slightly accelerated, but like a PC, it's got backwards compatibility. Mm. The consoles should have that. And it seems like Microsoft is embracing that this time around. Sony's not sure yet. They don't know they quite what they want to right? do. Yeah, they want it to be yeah. a magic box where magic happens. And there's, they don't want people to actually know that under the hood there's a freaking Intel or an AMD chip and an AMD GPU and it's basically a PC. They don't really want people to think that way. They want to think about the Imagine Engine or the freaking, what was the PS3 one called? The chip in there? Um, oh, geez. They gave uh, it some fantastical name and it made it was like, ooh, like... You know, creating it. Creating... It's going to like link up to everything and. Uh... Oh, emotion engine. That was it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. PS3 had the emotion chip in it. It's like, stop. To me, it's no it's no better than when Sega claimed to have blast processing or, you know, <laughs> blast processing. such bullshit. That's the best name processing ever. Yeah. Even though it was it was garbage. It's all marketing. So I don't know. Some people hear that stuff and get excited about it, but. Underneath the hood, that thing should be as compatible, at least with the last gen, 100%. And they should be putting out free updates for people to own those games. Charging them again for those games is freaking egregious. And if you had it on disc and you have a digital version, I you you don't have no option. But on Microsoft, you do. <laughs> I don't know why that's so hard for Sony. I think they just want that facade to stay. And I don't think they need to. They can ride the strength of their exclusives and put some better services in place and they'll be okay. And, and maybe even better prepared for the next run, but I don't know, There's man. There's good hardware in the box. Maybe they can make it happen. Was PS2 John, a motion engine? I can't remember. Maybe PS2 is a motion engine and 3 had some other name. Uh, that stuff was weird. Anyway. How, how's the puzzle going, John? Yeah, my John. fourth guess, yeah. I Because I was thinking achy, but it doesn't have an E in it, so it's not five letters. But I've seen it spelled that way, but yeah. I think it's always spelled incorrectly, so I'm not going to try it. Yeah. Uh, so so now you're I'm still on think, guess four? Yeah, I'm on guess four still. You're having analysis paralysis. You can't get the word. <laughs> analysis yeah. paralysis is a cool That's word. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I can think of a bunch of words that isn't because they aren't actually words. But yeah, well, you get guess six four, guesses. So. So you can well, go yeah, but I mean, fly. but I mean, I want it to be a real word. I don't yeah. want to just guess letters. Yeah, I don't know. Does it let you do that? Can you just put in letters and have it go? Eh. Yeah, yeah, it'll just verify if the letters work or not. It does say so. after. It does say in there it has to be a real word, but I don't know how how oh, much. Okay, I'm gonna try with. achy with an e and see because I don't think that's how it's actually spelled. Zero uh, uh, says it won't accept unless it's a real word. Yeah, it goes. It, it just told me not in wordless. So, okay. okay, so it's so, checking okay. against a dictionary, which a lot of these games. So, use. what's your first letter? My first letter is A. What's your second letter? And then there's I two I don't knows. Yeah. And then E Y. All right. And do you have any other letters uh, on the approved list? No, that's all the information I have. I just so, know it begins in A and ends in E. I can just tell you that chode is incorrect. Don't use chode. It's not going to work. And did you what? What words have you guessed? Fives, money, and alley. Right, alley. Ooh. What other word Ooh. could it be? Alley. Mm. Okay, mm. stop, 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 stop. stop. <laughs> I want it. 
Uh, real quick, let me answer a question in the chat. Odds, sorry, Oddish God says, hey, Scott, what are you talking about having to pay to upgrade from PS4 to PS5 games? Because I haven't encountered that. Uh, it's all over the store. Um, if you want to buy, it even tells you. It's like, hey, if you, in some cases, they won't. If you had Miles Morales for the PS4 and you're buying Miles Morales again, that one doesn't charge you. But if you want your the original Spider-Man game, and now it's remastered state, you have to pay for that. In fact, the only way to pay for that is to buy the Miles Morales and then the Spider-Man remaster bundle thing edition that gets you both of those. It's the only way you can actually purchase that other one. Even if you own it and can even download it, you can play it, but it's going to run at 30 frames on old PS4 looking, you know, it's going to look like the PS4 game. If you want all the updated textures, the other stuff they added, the new Spider-Man guy, all that, uh, you're you're screwed. I'm not saying all the games are like that. It's spotty. That's another problem. Is it's kind of all over the place, and it isn't real clear at first. And some of it makes you read big ass paragraphs about if you own this on disc, you'll need to insert the disc first, then un- then pull the disc out, or no, install it from the disc, then pull the disc out, re-download the game on top of it, and then upgrade to this other thing. It's a lot of jumping through some weird ass hoops. A lot of that stuff they can fix over time and make that better. I'm not just making this up. The people have been talking about this since launch. So it's, these are issues. Um, but uh, on the whole, though, like the actual use of the device is nice. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. And when I get to the ghost, uh, ghosts of Shishima, which I keep saying ghosts. It's not. It's ghost with a T, no S. One ghost. You're the, go- you're the ghost. I'm the ghost. Uh, I'll talk about it in a minute and why I chose it. Um, Bo actually had a hand in that. He doesn't know it yet, but he had a hand in what game I chose uh, to oh. buy. And uh, uh, I want to give an update because I solved the puzzle. Oh, would you? Okay, would you? Get? Oh, can I say it, or is it going to ruin it for other people? I mean, uh, I guess it'll, it'll be a new one tomorrow. Done, but it'll be a new one tomorrow. And yeah, anyone listening to the live stream right now, just, just tune out for the like portal. five Don't seconds. And five, four, three, two, one. A- Abby, I guess Abby. Good job. Nice. Was that your fourth guess? That was my fourth guess. Nice. Right, four guess bros. Nice job. So, nice. So I've got one played, 100% win, current streak, and max streak. This is fun. You know what? This is fun. See? I still like don't know if I want I really to filling my Twitter feed, but maybe I do, because then I can compare myself to other people and feel better about myself. <laughs> uh, well, that's, you know what, what? that's where the conversation's happening on Twitter, which is people saying, I got this many guesses. What did you get? Oh my God, it was so hard. How'd you get You know that? what? That's I was it. wrong. I'm unmuting Wordle. It's done. Yeah. yeah. Wordle's um, okay. Done. But I, I understand the, the impulse. The yeah. yeah. I had the same impulse, but... If your timeline is nothing but... If it's nothing but Wordle scores all day, then yeah, I'd mute that. Even if you like Wordle, that's just too much, you know? So I, I still think you may end up doing that because everyone's so into it right now. And that'll I'll chill out COVID after a while. I'll mute before I'll mute Wordle. You'll, <laughs> you'll mute COVID, COVID before Wordle. There's so many masks. Don't wear masks. Wear masks. COVID. Blah, blah. I'm like, I get it. There's yeah. a pandemic. Moving on. You know, like Utah we, we understand it's happening. It's been two years. Utah had a Yeah, bad. honestly, at this point, you've either picked your side or not. I don't know why people are trying to. Yeah, I, I don't mute that. I'm just saying I'll mute COVID before I mute Wordle because COVID is every second tweet. Just don't you know? don't mute Wardle because he's cool. We like that guy. Wow. <laughs> he did the big red uh, Reddit button. You remember that thing? 
Yeah, the big red button. Well, hold on. What was that? Big. The one red. where it's like the guy's sweating and then he has to push A or B. <laughs> is that, that no? It's the. <laughs> where is it? Um, the big red button. Reddit. What is that called? It's called something. Hold on. Yeah, the big red button. Tech support. Okay. Uh, oh, I can't find it. Oh, is it Reddit? What? Okay, there's the address in there, maybe. Although it's not clickable. Reddit are the button. Let me just type this in. Is the subreddit called the button? Yeah, the button. Um, is this the one? The button. You probably shouldn't press it. Yeah. This post is 10 minutes old. The subreddit will be archived. Anyway, same <laughs> same dude. He He's like a little innovator guy. He does really cool ideas, but never wants to make him businesses. He's just kind of doing his thing. And I like that. There's something I respect about that. It's very gorilla these days. All right. Uh, real quick here. A note before we get to Dear Martha Steam Reviews. Shipbreaker. You know, the game I wouldn't stop talking about for the last year and a half. Just put an yeah. update out yesterday saying they're going full 1.0 out of early access by spring. So that means next couple of months uh, we're going to get full-blown done Shipbreaker. And I'm really That's excited. Practice. You can actually play the game. I'm so excited. Because everything up till now has just been, you know, it's been great. Trust me. But now we're getting into it and they're talking about console plans. I got all kinds of post uh, development ideas and maybe some co-op and some other stuff. But right now, all I care about is that game being done finally. And I can stop talking about all the resets and everything and just play the shit out of it. So look forward to Shipbreaker 2022's game of Scott's year <laughs> coming soon. All right. Hey, speaking of dear Martha, it's time to hear a dear Martha steam review. Uh, we're going to, I'm not going to tell you the name of the game. Okay, you're going to have to learn it from what we do it. And Google at your own risk. And Google at your own risk. Uh, but uh, let's find out how this letter back home went during the war uh, right now. Uh, enjoy. My dearest Martha, I present to you now my review for Beautiful Mystic Defenders. Martha, I wanted to apologize to the devs, as I was pretty harsh in my initial review. A lot of effort has clearly been put into this game. The animation was focused entirely on the sex and visual novel elements, while there is very little animation in the game itself, which is honestly the reason to buy said game. I also had said that this was theme hentai trash. I would also like to rescind that as well. <laughs> while it doesn't seem too difficult in the beginning levels, it does pick up after a while. A lot of care and effort has been put into this game, even if some levels do feel ripped out of Kingdom Rush. If you want Kingdom Rush with big titty waifus, <laughs> this is the game for you. Uh-huh. I'm going to watch this developer's career with great interest. The H animation is genuinely great. Yours in this life and the next. Henlo. P.S. This product was refunded. Oh, okay. What? Wait. P.S. It was refunded. Well, he's done with it. Oh, he got. Yeah, he was. Have you seen the first screenshot of this thing? Do not show it on the stream. I'm going right now. Isn't your young lad? Isn't somebody listening to this? I'm looking. I'm looking right now. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, this is. uh, They're getting right to it. Yeah, I mean, this guy gave a good review on the animation, so it must be. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Lord. Okay. Well, there's that. What is the game? Scott, oh, Scott's upset. Let's <laughs> go. Oh, I didn't want to see that. What does it have to actually see? Uh, beautiful tower, music defense. Tower defense. Scott, you'll love it. It's oh, freaking F off. No way I'm playing that ever. All right. Well, good one, John. You pulled out a, a strong contender yeah, for sausages uh, out. Nice. Yeah, that was great. The fact that he got it refunded is hilarious to me. I think that's great. He got what he needed out of it, if you know what I mean. All right. Hey, moving on to this thing right here. The games we played this week, uh, as aforementioned, I played Ghost of Tsushima, and it is really good. I always forget that it's um, this developer what made those two electric superhero games I can never remember the name of. So it's Sucker Punch, and the games are... Infamous. Infamous 1 and 2, thank you very much. I'm a huge fan of those Infamous games, and they're a little bit more like... I don't know, closer to maybe the Spider-Man side of things where, you know, you're running through a city and, and doing stuff. It's probably closer to like the, the fourth, um, uh, saints row or something, you know, just a lot of superhero powers. You, you can choose good or bad, that sort of stuff. But I really like those games like a whole lot. And I always forget it's them who did this and, uh, that pedigree is on display, but it, this is one of the most beautiful games I have ever seen. And it's not even like a native. Well, it is. It's been remastered, and you know they changed a bunch of stuff or added a bunch of stuff for the PS5 version of it. So the PS4 version, as Willie Ali saw before, it was already kind of a beautiful game. And uh, I'll I'll just say this: it's new to me. All right, I know it's not the newest game. It came out last year for old, you know, whenever it was. Um, this version comes with all the DLC. It comes with other stuff that they added to the game later, including that new island. It's like ten hours of gameplay on its own. It's an open world game, so Bo may not like it, but, you know, Assassin's Creed style open world, great big map, tons of stuff to do, uh, big main story, that sort of thing. That's the structure. They're not really reinventing the wheel there at all, but they're, but they're filling it with lots of fun stuff to do, and they're very adherent to the tone of the thing. This is a samurai video game. You are a samurai, and you fight dudes like a samurai would fight with cool sword stances and wicked parries and get the guy in the jugular. It's very, you know, violent in that regard. Uh, there's a whole bunch of honor stuff in the game, and everything is very, oh, yes, I am the final samurai from the group of whatever. Ah, oh, yes. And every Japanese voice actor you've ever heard in your life, they're all in this freaking thing. It has a Japanese uh, soundtrack with lip synced uh, and with subtitles. If you want to play it that way, you certainly can. If you play it in English, it's lip synced. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool thing that they pulled off. Uh, you can play it in uh, who who made Seven Samurai? Can't think of the filmmaker. My brain, my brain. Akira Akira Kurosawa. Kurosawa. There's a Kurosawa mode, Bo. It's amazing. You basically yeah, turn it I've on. Seen that? Have you seen it? It's so cool. It yeah. yeah. That, um. Someone was when it first came out. Someone mentioned it, and I was like, oh. This looks, it was a really awesome thing, right? Which is, it makes it look cinematic like one of his films, yeah. I think. That's yeah, very much. It really is. And it's black and white. And it's got like this green to it, but it's done in a way that feels like one of his old movies. And you can play the whole game that wants, switch it out at will, whatever. There's an amazing photo mode in it. Uh, this is all running at 60 frames plus, might be 120, I'm not sure. Um, you know, ultra high def, 4K, uh, HDR lighting, all this stuff is is running kind of at max. It looks really, really nice. The game looks 
really good. And like, do you get like lost in it when you play it? Uh, lost in a good way. Yes. I get super absorbed. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, is it, cause it's so pretty and so evocative. I, I feel like those games are at their best when you just forget you're playing the game and you're, you're kind of just into whatever objective you're working on. And unlike a lot of open world games, I'm not hitting a lot of jank. In fact, no jank that I can think of where something's broken or animated wrong or the guy's stuck in a rock or those things that happen in these big games. That yeah, stuff's been really it. clean. Like this beautiful field with the foliage, uh, the wind affecting it and stuff. And yeah, it's very cool. I like all the sneaking around. There's plenty of stealth opportunities. Uh, there's just a real adherence to like, they're taking the subject very seriously and just trying to make a very authentic version of that that kind of world. But the gameplay stuff they let you do is also very cool. You know, I have an ability that if I if I do it just right, uh, it'll cause lightning to come out of the sky and finish off whoever I'm fighting. Oh, um, wow. And it and it's that seems a little otherworldly, but the game for the most part is pretty grounded. Um, so this is a slight touch of like that Eastern mysticism aesthetic. Yeah, where- yeah, a little bit. Like you healthing up is is a little meter you build up at the bottom, and then you spend that meter if you've been hit a few times to get your health back. And when you do it, you just, you go, you go, it's called resilience or something. I forgot the name, but you get stoked and hit yourself in the chest and now you can keep going. And, and, you know, there's like stuff like that where they've translated a mechanic to a, to a philosophy kind of. Um, and so tons of stuff to unlock, tons of techniques to unlock and abilities, a huge ability thing. Uh, that's really varied and interesting and, uh, new weapons Combat as you go along. Awesome. Lots I'm, of watching, skins. I'm watching this how like, like the, there's these sort of standoff combats where it's like he opens a fight by right. dodging a hit and then ki- just one shot killing the guy and very oh yeah it's awesome it's called a stand or is it standoff like yeah yeah like to it, me this is the must buy game for PlayStation right now well it is Maybe. it was for me and that's where I wanted to get into what your influence was because last week you said something because I was talking about hey I know this is coming what do we think a game I should get first and for me it was between Wild Rift this and the Spider Man collection. And I will probably still play those other games at some point, but it was just a matter of what am I going to start with and focus on? Because again, this isn't a Game Pass situation. It's just a spend 80 and hope you do the right thing kind of deal. And um, I'm really glad I did what I did because this is, I really want, I'm in the mood for open world right now. It's kind of, I need that itch scratched. I want to get on a horse and go a long distance to do a cool thing. I want to have, you know, fast travel and upgrade weapons and cool skin stuff unlocked. I want to do all those things and I want to do it in an era that isn't a city you know, like for whatever reason, all that stuff just fit me right at the moment. And I'm glad I did what I did. And it's because you had said that you'd said, well, play the thing that you don't already know. You know, you know, Spider-Man, you played the first game, you know, uh, how Ratchet and Clank works, despite whatever innovations are there, play the thing that's the newest kind of thing for you. And this is it. It's really good. I really like it a lot. I would highly recommend it. If you have a PlayStation five and haven't picked this one up, um, really rad. I kind of want to play it. Make, yeah, you know, this game I may end up on PC at some point because it feels like maybe they're doing that moving forward with those releases. Yeah, but maybe, maybe it's worth waiting. I mean, might be. Yeah. If you can't get a PS5, I have, I have a bigger appetite that I have time to play them. I still have to play Metro Exodus, but yeah. <laughs> but it looks really good. Like it looks super rad. Yeah, it's a beautiful. That's the other thing is it's freaking gorgeous. Like the one of my favorite innovations about it. I don't know if it's an innovation. This idea they they use is most of these open world games. There's a marker on the map, so you run toward the marker, or you hit a button and it sends a little path in front of you to say which way to go. This game has this wind thing 
and again, so this is another like it's not really mystical, but they kind of make it feel legendary mystical. If you're confused about which way you're supposed to go, you literally swipe up on the little controller pad, just a little soft thumb swipe, and the wind will gust in the direction you're supposed to go. So that's awesome. It'll just that like <laughs> it adds to the the romanticism of the the samurai, right? Yep. Like oh yeah. You know, like, oh, I'll travel where the wind guides me. You know, yeah. that sort of mentality. I think that sort of thing is really neat. Yeah, like that is absolutely the feeling you get when you do it. And and it's there for you whenever you need it as a utility. But it's also just a really neat kind of constant thing. The, the, the grass is bending in that direction or those trees are definitely fading that direction. So you just sort of know where to go. And if you really need a gust, you can do the flip and it'll go whoosh and just send some serious wind and you'll kind of know where to go. And um it took me a minute to get used to because I'm used to games just saying, here's a marker, run to it. And this doesn't do that. And so once I got my head around it, it's actually very cool. Um, it's an awesome game. And, you know, again, a reminder why Sony is so strong with their exclusives. This is an incredible exclusive experience. I'm really glad I'm getting to play it. I wish it was more accessible and affordable and available to other people because that would be neat, like on PC or something else. Um, but it's it's great. Uh, I also I mean, played. This looks very yeah. spectacular. I'm just watching it as you're talking, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" It's also really not. The violence is hard to describe because it's not gratuitous, but it's if I sneak up behind a guy and execute him as I'm trying to sneak into a town or something, my guy's not afraid to just shunk, shunk, shunk five times in his neck and then you know stick one in his oh, gut just to make sure he's down. Butchering. It looks like to me what I see is you're butchering a human being. Yeah. It's not, you leveled up. <laughs> and little sparklies come out of it. Way to murder somebody. That's yeah. amazing. It's like, no. What, yeah. I mean, one of the things we like about violent stuff is the impact it has on us. When it just, it's like, it's so terrible, especially with Westerns, which spaghetti Westerns are based on samurai movies. Mm-hmm. And there's some d- DNA there where it's, they're so unsentimental about the cost of life. Like people, yeah. you know, you just die. Like you just, you just butcher people and that's just what it is. Like. It, well, I can the, see that from the little bit I'm watching. Yeah, and it was like cool. That. One of the cool things, Bo, you'd probably like this. You're you're trained in the way of the samurai. You're a dying breed, and you you have all of these principles and these techniques that you've been taught and you know. And one of them is face your enemy head on. You're a protector. You're a guardian. You're not a thief. You're not a simple criminal. You are you are you're a cut above. You are something society counts on as a as a rock of that society. And they take that stuff very seriously. So the first time I backstabbed somebody and where they didn't know I was creeping up behind them, I had a flashback. The character did. And the character had this flashback where I was talking to my uncle, who's a big part of this story. And he's like, remember, when you must always face your enemy. Don't don't be a coward and get them from behind. So it doesn't it actually has this moment of like encouraging you not to play it that way or not to just stab dudes who aren't looking at you. You want to look them in the eye. Oh man! But I'm then disappoint uncle if I play this. Game. I know, and you can. You just immediately can say, "Oh man, that memory." But then just keep doing it. It's fine. It's a video game. <laughs> is there is there like a Paragon Renegade system in it at all, or it's just maybe? I don't know. Maybe I get to the end of this thing and it's like, well, you you sure stabbed a little bit, backstabbed a lot of guys, or I don't yeah, know. I have I just, no idea. The gameplay footage I watched, they stuck up on a roof and he jumped down and he ba- he killed four people before they could fight back. Yeah, like it was like he, he jumped down, stabbed the guy. Then he, there's, he quickly targeted another one, stabbed him in the neck, then stabbed the other or swiped the other guy with the sword. And there's a guy drinking behind the thing yeah. and he just runs the blade through the, <laughs> the paper wall and kills the guy and they're all dead. So I'm like, it must be like, 
It must be, it's the morally gray thing, right? Being a protector, but being a protector gets you killed. It's stupid. Sometimes you got to be sneaky. It serves mostly the story because he's struggling with this new world where he is mainly, as far as he knows, he's one of the very last samurai left. And And he's a ronin, right? He doesn't have a master anymore. No, his, his master is dead. His father is dead. Technically, his master is sort of his uncle. But his uncle's currently the was st- uh, the mongrels got him mongols not mongrels uh, got him <laughs> yeah. and they're holding him they're holding him uh, you know against his will so he's trying to get back there. There's this whole thing with um, this bowmaster that he meets. It's where you first start to learn how to do bow stuff. And the bowmaster is played by the guy in Lost that was like doing the videos and the. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, Japanese the actor. Dharma Initiative guy. Yeah, the Dharma Initiative guy. And he's his eyes, it's clearly a mocap of him, and it's creepy cool. Like he's very good in this. He's my favorite character I've run into. Just an amazing kind of voice. I guess what I'm saying is like if you're into samurais, ninjas, that whole era, the feudal Japan thing, like yeah. all that stuff, this is a love letter to that. This and, looks really good. Yeah, right? it's, it's neat. I guess it is coming to PC, so I may wait for a PC because I don't know, PlayStation. Oh, is it? I hadn't I'd like seen. To play this like right now. Yeah, it is coming to PC, but it's not announced where and when and anything. Oh, like that, okay. It will be okay. But um, I would almost want to buy a PlayStation Five just to play this because it, it looks gorgeous. It's it a beautiful, awesome. beautiful game. It's one yeah. you'd want to show off to friends, and you know. And the, the funny thing is, it was already very pretty on four, but you know, slower frame rate and. Not I'm just watching it. Like one of the comments below, which is like makes you actually feel like a samurai. So it isn't just like oh, we have this action devil may cry arcade game where everyone's just like samurais and joy right definitely you know, not like a button masher was kind of like that where it's like i think mm. you were a samurai in that but there was demons like ridiculous but this is actually like yeah that so, rare effort like red dead i think redemption fits in that that rare effort to make you feel like you are a cowboy in a heart yes world, that's you know? a great it's comparison like, that's what this feels like this feels like that version of that like this here you are in your samurai movie that other thing is us in our cowboy movie and both games went to great lengths to make you feel very authentic about that role yeah. and this yeah. thing is cool. is uh is is really cool because it has these stances which you can change um it's not it's like sim combat by any stretch but it feels like you're really doing cool things and it's a little more methodic than just mashing the buttons. I like um, the standoff thing because that's very, that's very samurai where the two people are standing with the sword Yeah, and you know, it's not going to be some five minute action sequence. Somebody's going to act first. Yep. Somebody's going to deflect or parry and the next blow is going to be fatal. Whatever, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to last two seconds. They feel like and they count- do that. I've seen a couple of those and I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's that's- awesome. You can do it in almost every town you come into. You can start your fights that way. And it's a way of it's basically <laughs> it's basically the opposite yeah. of stealthing. So yeah. it, it's the way the samurai way would be to do the standoffs, whereas sometimes you'd want to stealth just for reasons. But um, yeah. what's I going to say? He. Uh, uh, oh, like there's there's this feeling um, where you'll parry somebody like two, he's got two swords and you'll parry him perfectly and just set up the most amazing combos and waste that guy. And then if they're laying, they will be a lot of times they'll be crawling on the ground after the fight's over. Cause they're not dead yet. They're just kind of crawling. And so you go over yeah, and do yeah. a mercy kill. Like the button even says, you know, mercy kill. Right. And so you'll burr, get him in the back of the the thing and you'll, you get more stamina or whatever, whatever your resources down there. Oh, for so your it life. doesn't kill them when, when you kill them. Cause in video game parlance too, you kill them, they die, they, ex- they explode or they're dead. Yeah. This it depends. One's like how actual swords work is you stab someone and they're still alive for 16 hours. Yeah. After it's- until they die, kind of like that's yeah. how actual swords work. Unless you like cut someone's head clean off 
or get them right in the heart, which is probably hard to do because you have to pierce like the sternum bone and mm-hmm. stuff. Like you have to get it in between the rib probably. Yeah. You're probably just causing a whole shitload of internal bleeding and they're yeah. a lot like, you know, <laughs> you like do a lot of those movies are like that where there's like, Oh shit, I'm, I'm dead, but I got an hour to think about it before yeah. I go. They, you you um, kill them. You end up killing a lot of them, but some of them are crawling around. It's kind of random when that happens, but it's cool. Cause it's a great way to refill your, your thing. The other thing I like is their archers, Apparently, I haven't read this, but apparently this is based on something. Someone's told me this, so I'll take their word for it for now. But they'll call out the target so that their other men in the fight will know to duck and not be in the way of the arrow. So if some guy's up on a rock, he'll go, or whatever, and then all of their men will duck, and then he'll fire off the arrow. Well, the cool thing is that's now your cue in a gameplay way of of dodging. So you'll hear him go, and you'll just jerk you know you can do your dodge out of the way and, can and you the catch have you gotten i wonder if you can catch arrows have you gotten far enough i have not done any them, of that if i can i don't know sword, that would know, be cool like, but i haven't done that yet if i if i can because you know the, um, the perfect samurai will actually cut right on the tip of the arrow and slice it slice it in slow-mo yeah <laughs> there's some cool slow-mo in there i don't know like this is scratching all my itches i love big open world games and this is this is my jam. It's a very I pretty play game. It. Actually, really, now that we've talked about it, I'm like, I wish I was playing it right this time. Oh, and the load times are nothing. That's the other thing. Is I go from like town to town in like a blink. I don't. I don't know how they're. Mm. I mean, they got some cool load tech, just like Series X does. But um, anyway, it's really neat. I like it. Play it. Uh, I also played Loop Hero some more. That's kind of been my go-to. I'm on a boring call. I'm going to p- do this. <laughs> you and your boring calls with a horrible caller yep i've had, had a couple of those this week and uh it was not uh if uh, if hey dan if you're listening it wasn't yours yours was awesome i loved your call that wasn't the call i was playing this on <laughs> i like that you now have to clarify because now <laughs> clearly somebody has been like yeah, i know dan listens i just didn't want him to think it was him because it definitely wasn't but um anyway so <laughs> loop hero has a trick i wanted to tell you guys about uh i showed i'd put a video in our in our uh our, our slack so you guys have seen this but i don't know when they added it or when this was maybe it was from the beginning if you right click on your inventory items over there that you want to hang on to just in case because maybe you'll still want to use them and you don't want them to fall out the bottom you just right click them and they pin and you can do as many as you want just right click and then when you right click them yeah. again they become unpinned I, I don't i don't remember if that was a thing before because i remember moving my stuff because it it's like a, a cash register checkout like the item as you get new items it, it kills old items yeah. automatically yeah so i remember having to stop pause sometimes and move the items i wanted to keep to the top of the checkout line mm. so they wouldn't get auto destructed mm. see my so big thing was i played uh i played rogue unsubstract unsurprising to everybody and uh the way rogues get items is they get it all the way at the very end of their loop you just get oh, all your yeah, items yeah. then yeah, yeah that's so right. It was never a weird thing for me because I was like, I, I have it set to where my character always stops at the loop. I set that when the baby was around because I, it was the best way to play. So I just go do my loop, come back and go, all right, what's all my loot? All right, I want this, want this, want this. Okay, right. good. Do another loop. And then I walk away again. So, mm. but that's cool. I mean, that is handy for if you're going to do the other classes for sure. Because oh, yeah. sometimes something real good's in there. You see something pop up, but you're in the middle of the fight. And next thing you know, it's moved five positions. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. And then you get into another fight right after. Well, especially the, the not Ranger, the, the thief or whatever he is, whatever he's called. The dual wielding little guy that you always like in games. Can't think of his name. Yeah. Anyway, whatever he is. He doesn't get new weapons until he gets back to camp. 
So yeah, he gets back. That's why. I didn't oh yeah, exactly. Need it. So he spends all those to- those tokens, and suddenly it says, "Well, if you can't pin something from the last round, you're pissed because then yeah. it just gets chucked, and sometimes you just forget. Like it just flushes the toilet, and you're too late. So yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a pretty great new thing. I don't know if it's new. Oh, and I did some checking. The developer, it's like one or two people. It's not like a huge team. Uh, they for- yeah. they say that they forgot to put it in the Switch version that feature. And that they're going to. So if you have the Switch version, you're like, how come this isn't on here? They're working on it. All right? Okay. Moving on. John, you played brand new stuff this week. Stuff you've never touched before. Uh-huh. Wordle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put Wordle on No, you list. played a lot of Final Fantasy, but that's fine. Tell us about it. I what did. You, I, want, I wanted to play other games because I was like, hey, you know, I've reached a point in Final Fantasy 14 where, you know, I kind of know what my end game grind is. Uh, so I was like, ah, it's not, I'll, I'll have plenty of time to play other things. And then I, I pretty much just played Final Fantasy 14 is what I did, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. I'm doing raiding in it, which is uh, a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying the raids and, you know, I've got weekly activities. But I mean, the big thing is, is just I'm doing the thing that I was doing in WoW, which is I'm logging into the game out of habit because I've been playing so much of it. But the part where it differentiates from what I would do when I played WoW versus now is I go, oh, why did I log in? Did I have a reason? Oh, well, I want to work on this and I'll just go and and do something. Yeah. So uh, that's that's what I'm doing. So I played a lot of Final Fantasy 14, but I did play Wordle. That happened relatively recently. (laughs) And uh, I I also played Death's Door. Not a ton of it, uh, but I did load it up because it was one of the games I picked up in the Steam sale. Yeah, I actually picked it up. Not just because you recommended it, um, mm. but because you had mentioned that whole, uh, oh, what is it? The company that just, they have almost everything they, Devolver, Devolver Digital. Devolver Digital, yeah. Almost everything they put out is really good. Yeah. And so I was looking at their catalog because I was like, surely that can't be true. Um, and it is. They they have good reviews on all that, but I would argue that they do have a couple things in there that maybe aren't super great. But yeah. There's probably one it, or two I missed. It's but. all it's all serious. It's all reviewed well, so yeah, yeah. it's all reviewed okay though. Yeah. So, uh, the thing is, uh, Death's Door is really really good. Yeah. Um, from what I've played, it's kind of like a mix between. It's got a little Dark Souls feel in there, mixed with a link to the past, yeah. mixed with like a like a Metroidvania style game a little bit, and played a ton of it. Honestly, and this is gonna get people mad. I'm sorry. It's kind of the game that I wish. Uh, oh, why can't I? I can't, also can't think of names tonight. What's the bug game that everybody likes that I don't like? Bug Snacks? No, not Bug Snacks. Uh, <laughs> the, the Metroidvania bug oh, game. Oh, um, uh, no, I know. Um, sorry. Oh, shit. The the little what black and white drawing looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I have the same problems as you with that game and I can't think of the name. Uh, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Yeah. It kind of, like, I started playing it and I was like, man, this seems like the game I wish Hollow Knight was. Like, yeah. And I don't know if that's just because it also uses a very, like, black and white color palette and the, it reminded me of it for that reason. It's not the same game as Hollow Knight by any stretch of the ima- of imagination. So if you like Hollow Knight, don't go to this thinking like, Oh, another game like what I'll enjoy, but it's just that dark 
aesthetic that Hollow Knight went for that didn't resonate with me mm-hmm. is resonating with me here, which mm. is really interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that's because they gave me a bright red lightsaber on my back to swing <laughs> around or you know what the deal is with that, but I'm I'm having a good time with it. I'm going to keep playing that game. Like I, it just looks it just looks and plays really good. I agree. I had but, similar experience with it. And what's interesting is that it, I don't like Dark Souls games, but I like this use of the Dark Souls concepts. You know what I'm saying? Like I, similar to your your Hollow Knight connection, it's like normally I don't like what this is, but this there's something about their implementation here that's really good. Plus, it's a freaking crow running around with a damn thing. It's great. Oh, it's a Souls like. Kind of, not really. Sort of. It, it does have some similarities in the sense of if you go back to like your kind of hub area, enemies do respawn. You are collecting items from them. Uh, you don't drop anything when you die, so it's not punishing in the same way that like Souls games are. Mm-hmm. But it has a very like deliberate combat feel where it's like you know your attacks take this long to do. You have a roll as a dodge and. Um, it does seem higher difficulty than you might expect the early parts of this game to be like, it's not insanely hard, but it's harder than what I thought it was going to be, Mm -hmm. I guess is the way I would describe it. So, um, and it has a very, like the level layout design reminds me of the original dark souls, how you'll go through a whole area and then you'll hit a button and all of a sudden the gate will open. That's technically a shortcut to where you started, but you've been through this whole stage by this point. Like it's kind of got a lot of that and that stuff is, is really cool. So it's done in a way that doesn't feel too backtracky. Instead it feels it's exciting when you see a gate or a structure or something, you go, I'm going to be able to break that. I don't know how yet, but I'll be through that soon. And then you go do a thing, and then now you've got some power to let you do that, which is very Zelda-like in yeah. so many ways. It's it's a cool game. Truly neat. I'm glad you're playing that. Figured it'd be a, a John a John recommendation or a John game. Uh, it's definitely uh, up my alley. Why don't like you get it. your hands on it? Uh, all right, Bo, Valheim, still playing, doing good. Oh, how'd it go with uh, Crofton and those guys? Did they end up liking it? Oh, they're hooked. Well, Crofton, not so much. But Mike really likes. So Mike is actually he used to have an office job, a well-paying office job that he quit to be a handyman because mm-hmm. he likes building things. So he is just in love with this game because it's literally it's literally like you want to go camping and build a camp in the woods in real life. I've done that, you know. You you can do this in the virtual world. Like it's literally make a workbench, saw wood, cut down trees, build a build a camp build things but the fun part is is you do get to go out and also slay things and things attack your camp you know so there is that aspect for the gamer who likes to do that stuff but um right now we're having to twist crofton's arm to get him to do chores and things of the like you know <laughs> like help help us uh, you know build and collect equipment and stuff he'll only do the stuff he likes but it's good it's a good multiplayer experience it's a lot of fun um, but we're still finding our feet with it multiplayer style because everyone's just gravitating to the things they like. So my, the whole time we played for four hours, Mike just spent it all in camp building stuff. And we're like, oh, you can come out and, you know, you know, slay things. And he's like, I don't want to. I just want to build things. And I'm like, all right, well, you know, your time. You can play how you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm like, even when I'm not playing Valheim, I'm planning in my head building even bigger structures. I want to build like a big you know, three, four story Viking house with balconies on the side, but then an open concept. And then I want to make an amphitheater 
in the past. I'm like, I have all these dreams of things I want to build in this game. Mm. Um, that's cool, so, though. That you, if you feel driven to do that, I that's hard to do in a game like that for me because I just am like, I don't want to start from scratch. I like the know. aesthetic of it. It's it's camping. It, yeah. it's, it's not camping, but it's like roughing it in the woods. I like the Viking aesthetic. It, and it's fun to have people log into your, like, you know, when we played, I'm like, come into my game world. And I'll show you what I built so far. And they're like, holy shit, you built all this stuff? And I was like, yeah, I built this stuff. You know, it's like, so you can also sort of show off the things you made. And I kind of want to figure out how to, like, make, um, I don't know, maybe like a maze or something. Like, make a labyrinth and, like, have people come in and do the labyrinth. And then whoever is the fastest will get a prize or something like that. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's kind of a sandboxy sort of thing. And I just really dig in it. So I'm still, I'm still playing it. I'm a little burnt out on it. Um, but it is an early access, so I think I'll take a break and get back to War Tales. But I'm playing a lot of it this week. So nice, very nice. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. oh, did you? I'm sorry, you just put this in here. Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. I don't want to skip Wild Rift, yeah. but, but tell me more. Did oh, you- I bu- yeah, I bought it on Switch. Yeah, mainly um, I wanted. Actually, I, for- I forgot to put another game on here. I meant to put on here too. It's Switch related, so I'll just drop it in. But um, Super Bomberman R. Oh yeah, so that's I got f- Super Bomberman R for Christmas. Uh, yeah, thought that was a free. That's play like thing. a family game, like you know, playing that four players with the family is the only game we can get everybody to play on the Super Nintendo. So you know, my mom got it for me, and it's like, oh, here's Bomberman. Yeah. So we're hopefully going to get some multiplayer out of it. Um, but I wanted you Shovel Knight looked interesting, and I really kind of wanted it, and it seemed like a Switch appropriate game. Mm. You know, I'm like, so you know, because the, the controllers on the side and stuff. Um, so, so far it's okay. I'm playing it roguelike, which maybe seems like I shouldn't play it that way. Cause I got to start at level one all the time yeah. and maybe it's better not to, did you play it roguelike or no? I played, so I started it in uh puzzle mode, which is more tra- like a traditional come back anytime kind of puzzle mode. Yeah. Um, the, the way I don't, I don't know what to compare it to, but the way like a campaign in a, in a Tetris style puzzle game or something would work. Yeah. It seemed like when you die, you start at the level you're at, not back at the beginning. Exactly. I put the roguelike mode on. So every time I die, I start back at level one. And I'm thinking maybe that's not the best way to play. Well, here's how I fixed that up. Cause I also did that or I switched over to the roguelike mode. Cause I was hearing it was the more, it was kind of the more challenging, but more rewarding way to play. And one thing you can do in that mode without, affecting achievements or anything is you can go in and hit and you can randomize where you start. So instead of hmm. always starting at that same puzzle, it will put you all over the place every time. It's a little bit more oh, like a, almost like it was a, you know, pre or live generated kind of map kind of thing. Yeah. Cause um, I keep playing the same three levels. I haven't beat the first boss yet. Yeah. I beat the first boss, but it, I think I did that in a random way, but I still got to that same boss. So yeah, you can totally do that, which I think they just added that. So for that mode, you'd feel like things were a little bit more mixed up, you know, and not mm. so linear. But um, the game, the actual like minute to minute in there is what I really love. I just love just trying to figure out, well, if I kill all these guys, they're going to hurt me bad. But there's plenty of health potions on this side. And, and then remembering not to do that when I'm the little Reaper guy, because touching health potions kills you and hurting creatures heals you. So you have to oh, change weird. the way you play. There's just so many. There's like all those unlockable characters. I've only got three, I think. Yeah, I'm still on the base. I'm still on the first one. Yeah. But yeah. Then you get skins. Um, there's skins in that game for your characters. It's crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. But it does It does work out. It feels both like a puzzler game, but also has like fighting mechanics in it, health bars and attack damage, right? Like it's still, 
it's a nice it's an it's a nice little thing i i enjoyed my time playing it yeah um and i'm looking forward to getting back to it it's not mind-blowing the way loop hero is i guess but sure oh yeah it's not, loop it's not hero. what that game is so just don't let the pocket dungeon fool you because you might think oh it's a dungeon explorer it's like you know it's a match it's a matching game with with that legend of zelda aesthetic yeah. attached to it and it's nice it's good it's so far it's fun but you know what it feels good scope. is when you kill yeah. when you kill like a whole throng of skeletons or something. Oh man! Yeah, that feels good. Yeah, I think the one thing I, I sort of hate is I hate that weapons are temporary. I'm like, oh, I find a sweet weapon and it's gone. Oh, the the boost. <laughs> you know, like weapons, especially yeah. when I waste it on the blob. And you're like, it's, I'm wasting it on the blobs. I need to be using it on something more effective. And you know, yeah, some of I that stuff temporary you'll, nature. You'll you'll so. unlock some cooler stuff down the road, especially in roguelike mode, because you go back and spend money on upgrades and. You know, there's ways to tweak it, too. For those at home who are like, well, I found it too hard or whatever, you can go in there and give yourself three extra ticks of life, and suddenly you're way better at the game. And, you know, they've given you a bunch of options is what I'm saying to kind of cater it to your style. So uh, Hmm. it's pretty good. So anyways, I like Shovel Knight. It's definitely good. And um, Super Bomberman R. Also, I played on the Switch. It's it's nice, actually. It plays. It's kind of like the Metroid Prime of the Bomberman series, mm. in that it's 3D, has fancy dudes, but it's still the same <laughs> old game. And uh, well, there's not nothing much shocking to talk about so far, except that it's Bomberman. But at least they nailed it. Yeah. It's like it's just funny because it's Bomberman. It won't win, like, won't win like the VGA Game of the Year or whatever or, or whatever it won. You know, but it's actually a pretty solid entry into the Bomberman genre, if you will. If you can leave uh, a bomb and blow up your friend, that's good. That's a fun yeah. game. I love Bomberman. So it's, you know, the like the campaign seems pretty robust so far, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. Cool. And yeah, I fell back into the Wild Rift Hole uh, this week. I even streamed some. I got like a AirPlay adapter and I was able to stream Wild Rift. Oh, nice. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, How'd you do? Uh, terrible. I, I lost like <laughs> six, five or six games. Oh no! Only one, like one. But that happens. I mean, it's just that you know, it's like any MOBA. You get people who want to uh, surrender within two minutes because you're not stomping after two minutes of playing, and yeah, and they're not trying, and then you know whatever. But um, I'm enjoying it. I think what sucked me in was the stupid freemium stuff. So I got in there and I was like, oh shit, the the, the battle pass is done soon. And there's this new program to get a free teleport animation. And I'm like, let me play. And then I had some money for some free heroes. So I tried some new heroes. So I'm like, let me keep playing and solve this hero. And uh, I ended up getting sucked in for a lot longer than I thought I was going to be in terms of playing. I mean, It'll happen. The day before the show. That's what happened to me with Loop Hero this time around. I just cannot. If I'm in front of a computer, it's just kind of what I want to do. Yeah. is <laughs> no, a weird no, feeling, but... Um, Anyway, I think it's time to get back to War Tales, though. War Tales still been on my mind a lot, and uh, that's a good sign yeah. for a game like that. Yeah. Getting you thinking, getting you going. Oh, there's John. John, we lost John for a second, but he's back now. Hi, John. Yeah, Everything there, fine? Everything Hi, good? John. Everything good? Everything's fine, John. All, all yeah, well. everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you <laughs> really sure, sold me on that. Sure, sounds like everything's fine. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah sounds like it's fine. Not, it's one of those things where it's like I'm watching my uh, I'm watching my stepkids play with the baby and then for a while it's responsible and nice and then it turns into them fighting with each other and I'm watching kicks being thrown at each other going right past the baby's head. Uh, so you just have to 
just mm-hmm. have to deal with that. Yep. It's like it starts off nice and coo, you know, coo in his face and, oh, you guys are so great. And then suddenly he's wearing a camera on his head and riding around in a fishbowl. Like you can't. <laughs> yes, you gotta it keep just immediately it. goes downhill from there. Yep, so I feel you. All right. Well, those are the games we played this week. We do have one more thing to do. That's a good question. Eat uh, eat this email. Read this email. We're not going to eat it. Uh, this is an email we're going to read that came to talk to the core at gmail.com from Sweden. Do I have his name? Crap. I don't have his name. Shoot. Dude from Maybe Sweden. I apologize. From Sweden. You just said his whole name. Maybe his name is Sweden. I From. His first name's from. Last name's Sweden. Oh, I see. From from Sweden. From Sweden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope from that's short for fromage. I really want that to be true, but I'm unsure of its truthness. Uh, anyway, let's read it. it. Says hello, core people. Here is my rant. You have been talking all about Baldur's Gate three for a while, and as someone who bought the early access, I can tell you this: do not buy it before it releases. He says I have over 150 hours played, and it's amazing. Probably the best game since vanilla TBC WoW. Every race and class and choice you make in that game will impact the outcome of almost everything. I've had a companion leave my party because I sided with a morally gray goblins and uh, slaughtered some refugees. Other companion didn't want to join my party because I was a uh, certain race. The storytelling and the voice actors, especially the narrator, are amazing. In its core, it's a better and more beautiful version of Divinity Original Sin 2. And I uh, see it. And I have played D&D. I get my D&D from there will be dungeons. I guess I think he means I've never. Oh, and I have never played D&D. Sorry. So he gets his stuff from TWBD. I can't stress enough how good this game is. The only reason I'm not playing it more is because it's only act one and you can only get to level four. I'm scared I will get burned out before it releases, but I want to play it every day. And by the way, it's the best early access alpha slash PTR I've ever played on. And it's also better than some AAA full releases. Sorry for my bad English. Love the show, though, from Sweden. Wow. Uh, 150 hours on just the first act. Yeah. Wow. I mean, they must be rolling different characters and trying different stuff, right? Like, uh, I'd assume so. But yeah. still, those games do take quite a bit of time. The campaign's not short. Yeah. I want to, I mean, is 100 hours. I'm stoked about it. I just, uh, why I've held off is this reason he's saying we should. Is because it's not done, and I, we're all going to be annoyed. Yeah, we, I want to play it done. Like I've played through the fir- the opening because I, I do have the pre order for it. I played through the opening level yeah. on the uh, mind flare uh, ship. Yeah, and um, in hell, <laughs> it opens on a mind flare ship in hell. <laughs> that's that's literally where you start the game, and I realize it's a spoiler, but it's not spoiling much. It's a really small part of the beginning, yeah. but. Um, and it's also in the trailer. It's basically the trailer is the opening of the game. And then you start there, the, the journey. Gotcha. But, um, oh my God, they released this new dungeon called Jim Forge, which I looked at some of the footage for, and it looks amazing. It looks like it's, they play a lot more with the verticality. Divinity yeah. was very like, you're on this level. Yes, there was verticals, but you weren't really going up and down, but there's a lot more up down, like dungeon feeling to this stuff. Yeah. Cause you know, they have spells like, feather fall so that you need to have height and places you're gonna fall from and stuff like and there's like glowing mushrooms and stuff it looks i mean i'm so excited i, I wish i just can't wait till this is done i really it's, hope that when it comes out my one hope is that we can at least closely recreate the there will be dungeons party yeah, in it yeah uh, as far as like race class 
combinations. Yeah. At yeah. least get close because yeah, yeah. that's what I want to do. I want to play through I, the campaign if, with um, the TWBD party, I think would be I, awesome. I think they're all in there except maybe I don't know about Barbarian. Oh, it's the only one I'm not sure about. Oh, that would leave, I don't, that would I don't leave. think Barb's in there. Mm. Sorcerer's definitely in there. Human. Um, you mean you mean the final release is not planned to have Barbarian or or just? Oh no, it could. It's See, just not the in there I yet. Was, oh, the thing okay. I was added a new about class. is if yeah. Lizard Folk would get added because Lizard oh, Folk doesn't seem super no, popular. Yeah. I would. Yeah, there probably isn't going to be Lizard Folk. I mean, they put lizards in their in original sin too. Can they do? I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't think I think they're doing the Forgotten Realms playable classes, which I don't. Oh. I mean, I'm I sure someone will patch it in. There, there's probably going to be a mod you. Can yeah, but, yeah, but you can be done. We get a mod for sure. Yeah, for sure, someone's going to do a Lizard Folk mod. Yeah, this will have this will have Steam Workshop support. But, but so. Hope's character can be in it. She's a champion fighter, if I'm not mistaken. You're a College of. Glamour, actually, College of Glamour might not be in it either. Hmm. I think that's a expansion content. Yeah, sometimes. College of Glamour is probably a bit specific. How about a really dirty, like a dirty, gnarly human uh, sorcerer? Probably. Yeah, you can be <laughs> the dirt and dirty, gnarly human sorcerer. That's that's in there. Can he have an arm on his neck? Uh, can he? No, uh, no, uh, no. That you only get from real D and D. I mean, Larian can only do so much. Sure. If D and D is the is the core of its, you know, what they're building on, and obviously they take some some liberties. Like I already know that, you know, you can use like Mage Hand to shove people in the game, and technically in D and D you can't do that. So I know it's not going to map one to one. Right. But if it's built on the five edi- fifth edition rule set. Then in theory, if you get in there and you mod it and they allow for mods, it wouldn't be too hard to take the rules of D&D and create the subclass and stuff like that mm-hmm. that you want. I think theoretically right. the tools to put it in there are in there. Well, I know so, that I know they've I talked mean, they've talked about I mean, so the previous game had not only workshop support and other mod support, but it also had its own like scenario and like dungeon builder stuff. I never played with any of that. I don't know if Bo, you got to mess with that at all. But. I did because I was going to see about doing a DND session or figuring it because you can game master. Yeah. From there, um, it seemed pretty robust, but it wasn't super intuitive. Mm. Um, Maybe that'll improve if they're doing it. That's the I thing. just it just seemed like too hard of a thing. Oh no, I think this is what the, what the limiting factor was: is you couldn't import or make any new assets, so you're basically using their pre-gen assets only. So it really limits you know what you can do right if you're like i want to set this campaign in a castle well there's there's no castle assets whatever mm. they have one in in one building or something like it was very limited mm. and it seemed like a it seemed like there was you know there are is a workshop but you know these people aren't getting paid there isn't a high quantity of quality assets being made for this thing so i was like ah forget yeah. it like yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna. I think. I think I wanted to see if it was usable for our D and D game. Yeah, because <laughs> I thought it would be actually kind of fun. But getting, it's even trouble with a VTT when I'm like, I think this should take place here, and then you're like, if you decide that first, then try to find the assets. It's like good luck. Yeah, you're better off looking at the assets and then building the fiction off of it rather than the other way around. Or else, it's. I've spent like hours and hours trying to find things on the roll 20 store hoping it would kind of fit or make sense because i went imagination first yeah 
rather than map first and you know either it exists or it doesn't someone's gonna conquer that somebody's gonna get that right and it's gonna change our lives i don't know who it'll be and when they're gonna do it but someone's gonna do that so that you bo can say planet nash and then you'll immediately be able to search for things and it'll just be a billion assets ready to go Right. I need a, yeah, exactly. And it's just like, cause it's like, there'll be a tower. Like you, planet Nash is a tower where it's right. shaft like structure is between the two meteorites. Yeah. Between the two ball like structures. Like there are towers, yeah. Yeah. but they're not quite the tower. Like they'll have uh, bottles or alchemical angels, let's say. And I'm like, well, Nash doesn't do alchemy. <laughs> he doesn't do potion shit. He no, like has hell no. vegetable peelings, yeah. you know? So it's like, it's not quite, what I'm visioning. And then the thing is, okay, well, let's just you cobble something. Well, then you guys, when you play, you're like, what's the switch on the floor? And I'm like, there's no switch. <laughs> Ignore all the stuff on the thing. Cause they're not really there. I'm just, and it's not fair to you guys. If you see something you should, and you're intuitively like, oh, I want to investigate this thing on your map. Um, it's no fun to have the DM go. That's not actually there. You've been misled. That's hmm. you know, <laughs> not great. Weird. I hate that. Yeah. yeah, the art, <laughs> the art looks weird. I mean, that was one of the things that people bumped up a lot in Dragon Age Two because they used prefabricated uh, map assets so frequently. You would be oh, in a yeah. cave and you would see a perfect rectangle of a door with yeah. just like a concrete slab on the other side of it, and you'd go okay, so this must be a trap door of some kind. How do I open it? And you'd run around, and then after your fourth or fifth time seeing it, you go, you know what? I think they're just using the same cave and just blocking off certain doors. And that's exactly what they were doing, and they yeah. weren't doing a very good job of hiding it, and it is. It's frustrating for players to see that. Yeah. Bo, have you played with Incarnate.com much? Have you heard of this? Yeah, I've looked at Incarnate. It seems uh, all right. They, their terms of use were kind of poopy. Oh, they want really? like you got to be careful when using map assets because a lot of those places ask for yes it's free to use but if you're using it for some sort of publication or production they want attribution possibly be contacted mm. and I don't feel like contacting people and asking them to use their map assets on yeah. our, on our show right so yeah. it's stuff I'd use in like a private game but I have to I try to be mindful about what I'm using I usually read the artist bio page some of them doesn't seem to care they're they're silent on it there isn't really a link but some of it some of it they explicitly put like if you're using this in your podcast or production of D, please contact me for rates oh interesting and, yeah so okay so they get a little weird about that stuff i yeah I, yeah you wouldn't think about it you'd be like but the you know they're artists it's their work sure i, I get know. that yeah i'm um i'm kind of impressed with this though it's nice it's like it's incarnate a, yeah I'm playing with it right now. It's been around for a while. The the big ones I've got my eye on are Dungeon Alchemist. Mm -hmm. Dungeon Alchemist looks like it's going to be really great. Early access Um, Steam thing, right? Yeah. Um, I'm in their Discord uh, early access. And Tailspire, I think, is out. But I don't know. Something about Tailspire. Like, I own it. I own it too. I just haven't invested any time into. I think that's it. what I would say too. Is I haven't really invested the time. The one thing I will say is I don't know if I loved the UI all that much. Hmm. Using it, it seemed it a wasn't intuitive for sure. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, but, and but I mean that's playing it literally the day the first day I had access to it, so that could have changed. Um, but I mean, it looks the gorgeous. first time I used it, I was like, okay, it looks like it just snaps together, and it it had the seeming appearance of being intuitive 
And then all of a sudden I had done a bunch of things I didn't intend to do and went, ah, maybe it's not as intuitive as I thought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the hardest things is the asset management in these things. So they have to give you all the different options for types of, yeah. you know, like I'm looking at one image here of a jungle. So you need a whole bunch of different types of trees, Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of different types of cabin assets, of dock assets, of stone assets. You know, it's full on level design in a video game practically. And I think I feel like I feel like I spend an hour combing through list upon list upon list of assets. Yeah. I think you just need time and practice to favorite things and know where they are and then you can get faster at it. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I will use Tailspire. I'm looking at the pictures and I'm like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I keep I keep meaning to check that one out too. I'm I'm always just fascinated by this stuff. I just think there's such a market for it and somebody's gonna nail it. I don't know who it is yet. Like real twenties yeah. quick and dirty and you know, kind of heavy resource and all that. Some of these other guys have other weird restrictions, but somebody somewhere is going to nail it, and you're just going to be able to paint this stuff, and you're going to be like, "I'm I, done." I think it, I think it's it's again. There's a wide variety of clientele because I think some people like the virtual tabletop, which includes the automation of rules, yeah, and like putting your character sheets in there and all kinds of other data for the game. And then the, there's me who I'm like, I'd rather, I just want the map and the map yeah. assets. I, I just want, I, I, that's all I want too. I would want the map. Mm. I actually think the line of sight and the, the light aspects that roll 20 offers is cool, but maybe sometimes more trouble than they're worth. Mm. But I do like that sort of stuff, but sometimes it gets bogged down with like character sheets and dice rollers and, you know, log tools and stuff like that. I don't, I don't like that. I just want to, I mean, I think we had a good thing with, I can't remember, uh, what was the one Kyle used for his campaign? I thought... Oh, that real simple... Um, I mean, it's uh, super basic. It doesn't get any more basic than that, but uh, uh, it was like sketchy or... Skimbly, gimbly, gimbly, gimbly. Or... <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what it was either. It was great, though. Schmeppy. 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 I scrolled back far enough and saw it. Schmeppy is, I mean, about as bare bones as it gets, but I, I did, I did like it. And, you know, I think what you lose on clarity because it is so basic, you know, I think it's fine that players every now and then are like, and what's this square? Mm -hmm. What are these squares here? You know, Mm -hmm. I I think your freedom and your ability to kind of edit things on the fly works really well on that. So I do think, you know, there's maybe a happy middle ground somewhere in there. If, you, if you're looking for good prop, like my big recommends for map making software that my favorites. Yeah. Uh, one of them is wonder draft. That's on the humble store. It's made by one guy. Yeah. Um, it, that's for making your overworld maps. I use it. That's I've used it for pretty much all of our show maps. All that stuff is great to use in your productions and stuff. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a link to it in the trailer for it. And then he just released another one called Dungeon Draft, uh, which I haven't really used extensively yet, but I have tool around with it. And so far, I really like it. And that's to make your dungeon battle maps. In fact, you'll probably be seeing it in use soon on the show. Mm. Um, I'm just sort of getting f- familiar with it. It seems a bit limited in, in assets right now, but um, it's where I can use the assets provided and make my own map and still have it look good. Um, so while it, it's not everything in the kitchen sink asset wise, it's still um, really good. And I sent a link for Dungeon Draft in there as well. Okay. Uh, only available on the, the the humble store, as far as I know. Maybe okay. itch.io has it. But, All um, right. Yeah, that's interesting. 
the making it i mean i i don't know ultimately whoever wins this war will make a web version that's super dynamic and html5 and you got 3d assets and all that not having to have some well, other you know yeah, i guess so OS. the thing i like about dungeon draft and wonder draft is it does photoshop layers mm. on your map making which is pretty important oh yeah and it has auto text like it has really nice features for um because text isn't just left to right on maps they kind of turn or there's different things it has very unique map making specific features for this kind of thing that work really well oh it looks there's, cool. there's lots of examples in the videos provided of these are projects by customers um you know, they look great. They look fantastic. So, and they also have auto map makers. So if you don't want to sit oh, and make the yeah. map from scratch, it has map algorithms that'll just, I love that. The maps for you. Just fart yeah. one out and then go tweak it. You know? Yeah, exactly. So both yeah. of them have auto generation, uh, available as well. And, um, that's a must. I mean, I, I just, think. I love it. I think I honestly, this is, this is, these are my favorite applications is dungeon draft and, uh, Underdraft. Huh? Okay, that's and awesome. You use them in Roll Twenty, so you make them, you spit it out to a, um, a file, and then you just upload it to your favorite VTT, and you're good. Uh, okay, I wonder <laughs> how you're making those. That's awesome. All right, well, yeah. uh, there you have it. But great email uh, there, uh, uh, Jim Bob, who sent it. Oh, from Sweden, took us places. Uh, we appreciate it. Send us your more emails. <laughs> Talk to the court. Gmail dot com is the email address to send them to. I would like to thank the following human beings for being supporters of the core Patreon. Baba Bebop. What a name. That's a pretty good name. Baba Bebop. Welcome. Yeah. Baba Bebop. I mean, it's no shiz Grebo or skiz Grebo, but you're getting there. Uh, Alex Schmidt also uh, joined us at the Corehound level. And of course, finally, Nick Brommel, Bromble, who is the uh, Corehound Silver supporter. And we love you guys. Thank you guys for your support of the show. It means a lot to us, keeps the lights on, keeps the show happening. Uh, which we would really like to see uh, continue as well. So you're a huge part of that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Frogpants.com slash core is our website. You can send us those emails at talktothecore at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. Bo's at Bo Schwartz. I'm at Scott Johnson. John is at under John underscore Jagger. There's no under in the beginning. Just John underscore Jagger. J-O-N, by the way. No H. Core pod for the show. That is going to do it for today. Let's uh, go around the horn and just see if anyone has anything amazingly full of wisdom to say. John, anything to end us with? Uh, it's all fun and games till someone kicks a baby. That is this truth. The truth has never been more truthful. Bo, what would you add? Anything? It's all kicking babies until someone has fun playing a game. Oh, my Lord. It, we oh, have geez. really That's come full it. circle. That's amazing. I'm going to go samurai, kill some people, and eat dinner. I hope everyone else at home has some fun games to play. And we'll be back next time with a whole new episode of Core. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. We really pulled a boner on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs>